1: Lions fans, it's time for the podcast
2: you've been waiting for.
1: The Detroit Lions Podcast
2: Post Game Show. Hey, Heidi Ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show FTP Special. Hi, <laughs> dashing host Chris, and with me is my good friend and the most gorgeous he's ever been, co host. Andy, Sandman, Lions fan, winning all, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Seahawks and the Packers. How you doing, brother? <laughs> yes. I, you know, I'm good.
3: I'm good. Ooh. You know, normally I hate Sunday night games because whether we win or lose, it's like late. It kind of sucks. This one, this is different. You yes. just crushed Aaron Rodgers. Maybe permanently. His last NFL game may have been a loss to the Lions. Which was And it was basically a playoff game for them. Insane. What are you doing over Brother, there? This, this this, this,
2: this, this, <laughs> this, 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 this was the game. This was, look, I don't even care. I don't want to say I don't care about the Seahawks, but that's that sunk. That's stunk. But that's what happens when you start a season one and six. That, that's the way yep. it is. But to ship. Aaron Rodgers potentially off into retirement on a sled at the end of the lion's stick is the lions ascend through the NFC North. You know, the Vikings ain't got it next year, brother. You know, there is one team that's going to be the favorite to win the NFC North next year. And if Aaron Rodgers retires, it ain't going to be the green Bay Packers. Is it? <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, my This my God, team, brother. this team, is so different, so special. I've never seen a Lions team like this in my entire life. This this Lions team is the most competent football team I've ever witnessed in the city of Detroit. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. This and
3: I like it, it's hard to imagine how bad this roster still is when you when you look at it top to bottom and what they did with that roster. And what they accomplished, oh. literal insanity, literal insanity,
2: brothers, sisters, and everybody in between. We got you covered today. We're going to talk about today's game. We're going to give you our perspective. We're going to have Coach Campbell in the postgame suppressor. Any players I'm hitting, I'm figuring Jamal's going to be on. Because the Barry Sanders record, the, 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 yep. what he played, the role he played in the game today, being a former Packer, I imagine he's going to We'll have him, if he's on, we'll have every player that's on in the post-game show. We're going to have our little roundtable discussion. We'll be taking your calls. I don't give a shit if it's midnight. It's party time. We beat the Packers and we ruined their season. Time. <laughs> that's right, baby. We got a great show lined up. And I can't wait to kick this off. Sandman? are you Mm. ready to go my brother
5: we haven't started let's do it
2: (laughs) all right um let's do it Um. let's kick this off
1: and break it down
2: all right all right we'll start with jameson i'm very excited about jameson williams because we've got the Jamison Jamison going, Jamison hennessey We would be in the playoffs if we drafted Kenneth Walker and Christian Watson instead of Jamo. Mm, yeah, but you know what? If we, <laughs> okay, okay, I gotta go here now already. If we drafted Malik Willis, this would have been a train wreck of a season. Can you imagine if we drafted Malik and we were one and six? What would have happened to this team the rest of the season? Ooh, Malik Truthers, get out! Um, yeah, you know what? I, I think for the long run, though, JMO is the right guy. I think Christian Watson had drop problems. He had drop problems over the season, and um, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Um, okay let's keep going let's keep going we got jameson thank you so much for the super chat brother i, I i'll disagree with you on on that christian watson i think is a problem that was an implosion in lambo you couldn't buy this feeling so i'm tipping you and said thank you brother slew shark and D. the, mon- Love the money's
3: gotta go somewhere yeah <laughs> <gotta> go somewhere
2: <laughs> it'll, it'll... we should go to chris yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right let's get into this we got a lot to talk about um first off we not only beat the Green Bay Packers today. We not only went 5 and 1 in the division today. We beat some absolutely terrible referees. And 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 Saman, I I just kept ticking it by and letting it go, ticking it by and letting it go on, t- on Twitter. I saw you doing the same. There was some pretty egregious freaking no calls. It, it's like the selective calling that the refs did today that were really a case of them putting their thumb on the scale. But the one thing I think I can say in, in retrospect is good teams play through bad refs, period. And we did it.
3: <laughs> Jared Goff, and I don't remember what week this it was, came out and he said, good teams make their own luck. And that's the most truthful statement that is, has been said by Jared Goff here in the city of Detroit. He is 100% correct.
5: The rest can do whatever they want. If you're a good team with good players and a good scheme and a good plan, none of that matters.
3: None of it. We can, we can ignore the 17 missed hold, holding calls. We mm-hmm. can ignore some bad pass interference, you know, stuff. We can ignore all sorts of things because in the end, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep fighting. We're not going to get a bad call. And then all of a sudden guys are slinking around out on the field. That's not Dan Campbell's team. That's not our team.
6: No,
5: that's not who we I'm are. Not sure. That's not who we no. are.
3: <laughs> not, not us as fans, right? No, hell hey, no. Wait, have we, have we learned as fans how to win yet? God damn are right. we there?
4: I think we are. Chat, I, think
3: I need we you are. to tell me, are you ready to be winners? Or,
2: uh, <laughs> are you ready? Are you me? still
3: nervous that the Packers were going to intercept the ball or return a fumble for a touchdown? Where,
2: where were we at? I was, I was Good doing job. my breathing exercises that I learned in Lamaze when I went with my wife. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I had to say this game, my stomach was in my throat for, before it started, I was just tense. And I, you know, as you sit here as a fan, you talk about how, how worked up and tense and all that, that you are watching a game. How, how must it feel to be one of those guys down on the field? At 24 years old 23 years old 22 years old jumping out on the field and playing a game this big and it means so much that for the franchise to the fans to everybody and and really announcing that you've arrived as a team finally that was mm-hmm. that was i can't i can't imagine being one of those guys and what and and being able to show up like they did in that in that situation and deliver and boy did they do that did they do whatever these, um, these late night shows, these uh, primetime games, brother, I like them. But I got to tell you, the, 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 the 1 p.m. games are a heck of a lot more comfy.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you what. I've got an appointment tomorrow morning at 630. And uh, I'll be making the slow lights tonight after this. Ooh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I might just not sleep. I don't know. Yep. yep. Who cares? Lions Line, uh, won. Yeah. To me, they're the division champs. The Vikings are frauds. Five and one one in the division.
2: Yeah, they swept the Packers. They swept the Bears, and they were so close to taking the Vikings out twice. I mean, oh, my God. Think about this. the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the season, this was a six-win team. We are nine and eight, ladies and gentlemen. We are a nine and eight team. I won my bet. For Hutch's over eight and a half sacks, I won my bet for the Lions with a winning record. I won my bet for the Lions um, and uh, uh, the 8 uh Amon-Ra and 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 uh, and all. I got a couple of bets I won. I won my money. This is this team. I need the Coach of the Year. I want the Coach of the Year. Can we meme that into reality, people? Ladies and gentlemen, we need that. Oh. <sighs> Sorry,
3: well, Ken Francis with the uh, super chat. Yeah, time for yeah. that tat, Sandman. Wonder Twins activate. <laughs> you know, look look at this beautiful skin. This skin can't handle tattoos. It just can't. It'd be like painting over the Mona Lisa. You Ooh. just you can't. I love Dan Campbell, and I would get a Campbell tattoo if my skin wasn't the Mona Lisa. That's really oh. that's,
2: that's
3: the problem we have. So
2: so there's no tats over there, Sandman? No, you're, you no. You, have, you have an unsullied body.
3: I do I'm too. unsullied. No piercings. No no tats.
2: No, nothing. I'm, per-
3: I'm the I'm the perfect specimen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Um, <laughs> what would you do? Would you double up if I went and if I sullied my body? Would you sully yours, or you're completely out on tats <sighs> or what?
3: I don't know. I we could don't find know.
2: something good. We could find something good. I've I've wanted one. I haven't found one that I like. Is the problem?
3: Ken already kind of called dibs with the Wonder Twins. He was going to get. Campbell's ass and I was gonna get Campbell's face.
2: Oh combined
3: we were gonna meet up somewhere and they rarely
2: look good. Oh
3: god. That's the problem. You'd have to get like a Dan Campbell emoji or something.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um So you're saying that uh, Peterson would be the coach of the year, Brandon, rather than Dan Campbell. I'm all in on Dan Campbell because, number one, I got money on it. (laughs) I'm not a liar. But number two, (laughs) he took a three-win team and took them to nine and eight. And that's a huge, huge jump for a team. And
3: the the roster difference, massive. Yeah. Massive. When you look at the Jaguars, they have the number one overall pick two years in a row the second number one overall pick was caused by the most incompetent head coach since Matt Patricia.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. And who wouldn't want to follow urban Frickenmeyer Meyer as a coach because you, you're yeah. automatic superstar, right? Mm. Oh, mm.
3: For, for sure. You already have a quarterback. You've got decent weapons. You know, you, you've your defense is pretty good. You just drafted, you know, a defensive end number one overall uh, to me. If Dan Campbell doesn't win Coach of the Year, I, I might freak out a little bit. I don't. I don't know. This roster is still not that good. We were playing Mike Hughes and Amani out there today. Are like number four and number five cornerbacks played yeah. a significant amount of time tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's insane. We were getting production out of Isaiah Bugs, who only knew who Isaiah Bugs was. He comes yeah. in here and he starts disrupting things.
2: It's my man. We got with late round
3: draft picks making.
5: Yeah, just insane. Yeah, you, you know. know. Uh, now I can't remember his name. The other uh, ninety-four, Antonio, or
3: no? That's not right. Anyway, he comes in. He's making plays. It's oh, I have him in front of me. It's someone. all coaching. Every time yeah. we talked about, every time we talked about what the Lions needed when Patricia came in, and everybody was like, "This is the guy," because he's going to make our scheme and our players better. He just is. He's going to put people in the right position to succeed. That never happens. It just doesn't. Ha- it's so hard to do in the NFL. And yep. somehow Dan Campbell and this staff has found a way to get plus, you know, grades out of almost everybody. People that have no business that if they were on the Lions team, they might not be anywhere. Yep. And that's, and they won nine games with that.
2: Yeah. Hutchinson defensive insane. rookie of the year. Does he deserve it?
3: I don't know how you don't—Sauce Gardner was was great this Mm -hmm. year, but it's hard to quantify cornerback play without interceptions, without a ton of pass breakups, without a bunch of big-time plays, and Sauce just didn't have enough of those. Hutchinson's entire rookie year was big-time plays. Yeah. What is he at now? Nine and a half sacks, three interceptions, two fumble recoveries, you know, tons of pressures.
2: They he, didn't he, throw it he, at, at Sauce, right? I mean, and and that's yeah, fine. If you're that hard. good, they don't throw it to you, and that's that's fine. You got to think about that as a cornerback, but you just didn't make plays. I get it, I get it. They didn't throw it at you, so you didn't make plays. But you, you didn't you didn't show up on the ESPN highlights, reel. I didn't show you that. I, I don't see you there. And and that's great play if your name's not hurt, mm-hmm. not not you know mentioned. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Hutchinson was out there. How many how many ints does Sauce have? Does anybody know?
3: I think it's still two. I think it's still two.
2: <laughs> so, if, if you're defensive
3: I, end with three, I mean, <laughs> I, the, the biggest argument for me is that, and I'll, you know, I'll have to check on this or somebody in chat might be able to pull it up. I think Hutchinson is in the top 10 most snaps for a defensive lineman in the NFL. Mm. He played like 88% of the Lions' snaps on defense. That's insane for a yeah. rookie. That's insane. That's that's incredible conditioning. That doesn't happen. Yep. It just yep. doesn't happen. I think like there's not enough accolades being thrown towards that. Yeah. And his availability. And the yes. fact that he played hard, snap one, to snap seventy-five. Yep. It doesn't matter. He's well, playing he- hard, he's doing his thing, he never slows down. There's there's so many reasons why he deserves defensive rookie of the year.
2: So many reasons. So many reasons. Um, Let me really quick get into a couple of the super chats here. And thank you all for hitting us up on the super chat. We appreciate you supporting us that way. We love you. Uh, Sam, can you explain why it was so important to decline that penalty at the end? It didn't affect the clock, so I really didn't understand.
3: Yes. So you decline that penalty, and I immediately, as soon as they called it, I thought, no, 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 you have to decline. You have to decline because if you accept that penalty, the clock stays where it is at 216 or whatever it was. And then you have a first down, but now you only have three plays to get the job done. If you decline, the Lions know they're going to get one yard or they have to believe in themselves that they're going to get one yard. When you decline, now you have four plays at a minimum. So you have one extra play because you're going to get that first down. And maybe you don't get it on the first try. Maybe you get it on the second try. Now you have five plays. And when we're talking about running clock out, the more plays you have, the better off you are. So taking that first down, really wouldn't have helped them at all i guarantee that there are tons of coaches in this league that would have accepted that and taken the first down and been pumped to have been closer for their field goal not dan campbell not dan campbell
2: not big,
3: big dan um
2: all right we got andy you said the evil man's name and kept smiling ftp quoting the lions twitter feed and i want to tell everybody in the chat right now um we're not going to look at your 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 chats or your comments, unless you throw an FTP in there first. So you might as well just get your pay your 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 bill, get your FTP in that chat right now. Um, from Maloney, I I I
3: I I, I had a huge seven layer dip on Saturday and it expunged (laughs) all of the evil that was remaining inside me. I got got it all out, got it all out. I was kind of happy it was a late night game today because this morning was rough.
2: I stole I got the
3: seven layer dip out of the way.
2: I stole your, your picture. (laughs) <laughs> of a dip and tweeted it immediately i apologize for that so someone had to get that out there um all right let's see we got a couple of these coming in let's also get to uh, maloney 6380 sweet hutch defensive rookie of the year so happy to see karen cry i hope that was us exiting the packers and showing Aaron Rodgers, the door. Can you imagine? Look, he did the whole, I own you to, to Chicago. He's all mm-hmm. up in uh, Minnesota's head. He never really, other than making us mad and his stupid, you know, catching too many people on the field and his, his just smug face and the failed marriage, uh, those kinds of things. He never got smack talky with us. And when he started to, you can't lose to a team like that. Well, that team swept your ass and beat you down and sent you into retirement.
3: I, I knew. <laughs> I knew we were going to win this game weeks ago when the Packers started kind of going on a run and the post game reporter came up and said, you know, you've got a bunch of tough games coming up. You're playing a bunch of teams that are, you know, have winning records. And he looked at her and he said, not all of them. One of them is tied. Talking about the Lions. Yep. yep. We were, it was 500. Yep. Yep. We were already in his head. He was already thinking about us. Oh,
2: man. Oh. Yeah. That's so great. How
3: nice Can't... is that? Kirby Joseph is going to mount. Aaron
2: Rodgers head on his wall. Kirby Joseph already mounted Aaron <laughs> Rodgers twice this year. <laughs> so might as well throw his head on the wall. Uh, Kane Mark. Oh, Kane Marco 202. Can't believe we got nine wins on this roster. FTP. Darn right, brother. This was great. This is, this is, this is great coaching. This is great mm-hmm. coaching and player development. And I don't want to take anything away from the guys in the field, but Detroit lions fans, have not seen this kind of coaching i don't know since when i love jim schwartz and his staff i you know and 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 caldwell brought what he brought and that was fine but i don't know that we've ever seen coaching like this on this team and i'm i'm including wayne fonts and you guys know how much i love wayne fonts we've had him on the show a million times we talk to him regularly i'm including him his staff and his coaches were not nearly what this coaching staff is in detroit this is something really really special speaking of special i want you to go all to go on the nfl app and go listen to the audio the the, the radio of the seahawks game because i to listened to that for a little bit earlier today and then you'll understand why dan <laughs> miller is the best in the business they are absolutely horrible um, okay, we're holding out for the uh, Campbell press conference. As soon as that comes on, we will have Dan Campbell on here live. Um, let's see. We got to get through these super chats. Hopeful Lions fan, I have to imagine they take a DB in round one. Do you have any favorites? I think Joey Porter or Cam Smith would be great Lions. Uh, Hopeful Lions fan, we are going to go so deep on the draft. We've got five people. So, so, oh, wait, we got Dan on right now. Hold on. Let's get Dan in here. Um, hold up, Dan. Got this. Give me a second.
5: Almost. Um. Can you hear it? You can't hear it, can you? No. no. I can hear your beautiful voice. I have. Why does this not?
2: Work? Why does this not work today? Can you tell me how much you love Dan Campbell while I get the story,
3: Yeah, I love Dan Campbell a lot. I love <laughs> Dan Campbell a lot. Let's get to some of these super chats, I suppose. Let's see. Chris, you called it a changing of the guard happened tonight. Tampa, Detroit, Lion. I agree. Oh, yeah. I agree. This, this is the game that no other coach that we've had in recent memory has won. Caldwell never won games like this. Schwartz never won games like this. Patricia never even got to games
5: like this. You know, this is, this is a big deal. With extra pickles with the Super Chat, who won that game? I just saw
3: Rogers walk off the field for five minutes. Is it more important for the media to, that he walks off the field than a Detroit win? I complained to Chris about this, but then I thought to myself, a Hall of Fame quarterback is retiring. That's I agree that they probably could have gave the Lions win a little bit more stuff. But yeah. if it's true that he's retiring, you kinda have to you know I, he he wasn't gonna walk off like Calvin Johnson where nobody knew he was gonna retire. You know, I think on the on the T V they
5: mentioned that Jameson Williams asked him for his jersey, he said, I think I'm gonna keep it. So it's kinda telling. Loretto, how mad were you when uh, the rookie got called for an Aaron Rodgers special offsides? Not that
3: angry. I think James Houston will get better, but it's hard to be angry. He gets everybody.
7: told him this like, that's morning. That's what Aaron that, Rodgers does. Uh, I knew that, you know, they're going to check. Um, I mean, we're all going to check. I just didn't want them, if they could keep from it, to just watch every play of it because of that. Now, we had to go out to pregame warm-up while they are in overtime and all those, but I think you got to be careful getting invested in it emotionally because it could drink. But basically, we found out, that, you know, we found out in pregame warm up or coming off, and I'm telling you, we were unfazed. We'd already we knew what we were coming in here for, and it was it was to gain some respect and show what we're capable of, uh, no matter what happened. and uh, And we knew the only way to do that is to win. And so our guys were locked in; that they were unaffected by that because we knew what the objective was. Say so about missing the first uh, of that game that day. No, look, we, we have to. Everything next year—it's a new year—and we'll get into that when it comes. I love the foundation of this team. I love the core of this team. Uh, that's the youth, and that's the veterans that we have. The guys that we have resigned here. Uh, the guys There's that we plan on resigning. Uh, but the guys that are here are people that fit us. And uh, but you got to start all over again next year. You got to start all over. You got to build that. Camaraderie—you you, got to build that chemistry. It's got to all start over. Um, but I do like where we're at. And look, Green Bay will be reloaded next year. They'll be ready to go. Chicago will be better. Minnesota will be better. I don't know. They'll—they'll they'll be competitive. Whatever they are. And so um, I don't want to say ta- passing the torch. I just know this. I know we're in play. I know we have a team that can compete, and we're only going to get better. And that's that's the torch, That's what Take you want. It. You want to know you got a chance. Am I talking loud? Because I've got this <laughs> toboggan on.
4: <laughs> uh, he's been
8: ride for you. Just how proud were you?
7: Yeah. Jamal? Yeah. Yeah, he got, get, he got one of the game balls. Get the Barry Sanders run. Yeah, it was awesome. Get yards. Yep.
8: And help you guys
7: win against his former team. Just how happy are you for him? It's, everybody's happy for Jamal. And... Uh, because I can tell you this, offensively, all those guys, the fact that he got 1,000 yards and he beat Barry's record or, or surpassed it uh, means a lot to that offensive line, the tight end. Everybody involved in that run game, hell, the receivers have a hand in it. But they, everybody to a man is, man, they're excited for Jamal. I mean, they are. Because uh, he's, he's the ultimate team guy. He's an energy guy. If you're ever going to, if he's not practicing, you got to sit him. You have to force him to sit down because he won't say a word. He'll go out there every day even if he's, probably shouldn't be practicing and uh he's just that's the way he's wired and he's one of the most unselfish uh players that i've ever been around and he he is all about he's all about it for the team um but he is man he brings some energy to us and uh and I tell you what, man, he, in some critical moments today, once again, he showed up. And he's one of the most consistent players we have. I've said that from day one. He, 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 You can always bank on the production you're going to get from him. You know exactly what he's going to do. He'll be where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there. This was the the first chance for some to play in this kind of pressure. What did you learn about Hutchinson? <clears throat> yeah, I... Uh, I don't know if I learned anything. I well, let's let's put it this way. Honestly, I it verified what I thought. And and it wasn't too big for them. Um, and they just they went out there and played ball. They went out there and uh I mean what you love is you could feel you could feel our guys having fun. You know, and they were playing ball and and uh you know, certainly were playing at an NFL level, but they look like they look like kids again. They're out there and and they're just they're enjoying every minute of it, and uh, man, that's what you want. You don't want you know, when it's, oh, it's a hustle or it's a last game, and it's just, a, you know, um, why am I out here? Why am I? And no, man, it's about improving. It's about competing. It'll always be about competing. And uh, so, no, it was just, it was good to see them go out and do what they've done every week. Like, hey, man, it doesn't matter what stage we're on. We're going to go out and produce, and so it's, it's good for those guys. Yes. I. It does. You have. <clears throat> I don't care what kind of team you are, or what you think you you uh, you are or want to be. Like you have to be able to overcome errors, mistakes um, th- that'll come up. Now you you don't wanna. You know, certainly the better teams don't make those, but but yet you'll, you'll always get a few, and uh, the teams that that can overcome those and they can bounce back and they can convert or they can get off the field on defense. Those are usually pretty good teams, and um, and we are really the back half of the season. We found a way to overcome those. You know, we get some some tough third downs early in the year. We're able to overcome them. You know, uh, and those were big because we couldn't do those. Um, but no, I you know. It says a lot.
9: And the
3: way you guys closed it out, running the ball, going quarter and fourth down, getting a little bit of a trip. It almost like purposefully like stamping
7: that's what you guys are about. Is that the way you would want it? No, I, I don't think that's what it was about. Like this is, you know, we're going to just do this for... It was, we really, look, we like to play. We're always going to have some things in there that, that are a little bit... Uh, Maybe out of the norm is the way to say it, but I don't I don't think that was hey, let's call this because we're gonna put a stamp on this for we just knew the play would work. I think that's the best way to say it. And we were getting into the hands of somebody we two hands that we trusted. One was Saint and then Saint to to Swift. Um and then the last play there, the fourth down was let's let golf finish this out for us. Let's let him win this game, you know. So we we put the big hat on him and uh we had a feeling what they would be in, and, and uh, we just, we believed in golf. He's, he's, he's been the guy that's played lights out for the back half of this season, really all season. He just had, you know, some things, some bumps, like all of us did early in the year, but we wanted to put the, let's put the onus on him, man. Let's let him win this for us, and he did that. I mean, you talk about playing in rhythm, and it was just, it was huge. And Sharp, the whole deal was, man, you, that's the way you want it at the end. It was perfect, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, look, that's certainly, I, I don't want to hear that anymore, the same old right, you know, That That's what all this is about. I mean, there, there's so many things, and it all comes with winning. But, look, yeah, it, this is a part of, uh, man, I wanted to be part of building a brand-new brand, you know. Um, and so I like that and, that, and that's the point. But I also know um, you want to do that, man. You You really got to get in the dance. You got to get in the tournament, and then you got to make some waves in the tournament. So that's the next step. We've improved every year. We improved last year. I was a special group, even though we only won three games, and we kept a lot of those guys. And guess what? We got nine wins this season, and we were five and one in the division. We got better, and next year we'll be better. And uh, but next year is about you know, man. Let's get it in the dance, and then let's see what we can do when we get in there. He's 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 played great, um, and and he's just he's really a perfect fit for what we do and what we ask. I mean he's, you know he's been able to. Um, I think the true sign of a pro is somebody that can that can take the coaching. He can look at himself in the mirror. Um, he knows where he needs to improve. He listens to what uh, what recommendations you have for him to get better. And I mean he goes at it now. He doesn't shy from it. He doesn't get sensitive. He just. He just wants to be good, and uh, that's our quarterback, you know? So, that's pretty good stuff. Yep. All right, coach.
3: That's my quarterback.
2: That's my coach. Ooh, boy. Man, that was awesome. That That was just, my God, that was awesome. All right, we got coach coaches on. We'll, we'll keep monitoring for anybody else. Uh, we'll get ready to start taking some calls here shortly. Um, we're just rolling over midnight right now, Sam, man. Um, just really quick. How do you react to what you could hear of Coach Campbell on the, on the podium? He, he was there for a long time. He gave us the, the full Campbell today.
3: I, I think that he answered a few questions. I, th- I think there's no way that this team is taking a quarterback, even if they fall to number six. I think they believe in Goff, and I think at this point you have to. Goff played the lights out. Yep. He, he's uh, he's like a good early next season. He has the opportunity to break the longest streak of passes thrown without an interception. <laughs> I think he's like 45 passes away. He's like literally a game, a game and a half away from breaking that record, Yep. which is yep. insane. Which is insane. Jared Goff um, has so many ups and downs, it's hard, but yeah, he closed the season out so good. It's, it's You can't
2: from week 10 to week 18. So you're talking eight weeks. He was the number one quarterback in the league um, in the games. When we went one and six, we were, what is it? A top three offense throughout that period of time. Um, we are in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. Had we had the defensive players we needed um, and the defense set up at the beginning of the season. Um, I, am I'm, I'm seeing a corner, but I see a cornerback in our future. <laughs> I see, I, 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 see probably a defensive tackle in our future. Um, and that's just in the first round of the draft. Um, I, I see the lions putting some pieces in place that are going to improve this defense a great, great deal this year in this offseason. I see us picking up some players, um, I, my, my thing is the backup quarterback is going to get signed off of the wire. We're going to take a veteran and we'll probably late round pick a quarterback for number three. Um, but I just see this team packing it on, on the defense, because if they had, they had that luxury of packing a defense Mm -hmm. on this year, we're in the playoffs. We're sitting where Dallas is and, and potentially, potentially, you know, we're gunning it out with, you know, with Minnesota because we had yep. the offense to do it in what is it two games we didn't have the offense to really win the game and beyond that those were all winnable games if we could stop mm-hmm. the other team
3: oh no i mean 100 percent, and uh, you know i think we you were reading a super chat before a coach came on about what cornerbacks we're gonna take i mean this is a great cornerback class oh. if you need a cornerback this is a great year to need one yep uh and the lions need potentially two yep um yep. You know, there's the kid from Oregon who is just insane. I would love to have him. He's huge. I'm also a huge uh, Devin Witherspoon fan uh, from Illinois. He plays the cornerback position the exact way that Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell want our cornerbacks to play. If you follow me on Twitter, I was complaining about Mike Hughes because Mike Hughes is bad in run support. They needed him to fill gaps a couple times and he was late to the gap or you could tell that he was nervous about filling the gap. In coverage Mike Hughes is kind of okay.
2: Oh, let me get uh Jared Goff. We have we, we got both. him. We got him on the podium now.
10: Yeah. Yeah, I you know, it feels good but uh it's kind of what we expect, you know. It's it's game on the line, you want it in your hands and um, we've come a long way in 2 years and I think this was a nice culmination of that and you know, we we'll get the win. Feels good, and um, but yeah, finishing it that way. Um, loved the call. knew knew that it was going to be the call, and um, it was a great play.
2: The offense is no longer slander
10: Pre-game. Great, great. Yeah, there was two ways to go about it. You know, they they lose. All right, goes up to hundred, and 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 you know, it's it's you know, crazy energy, and and they win, and then you kind of go, okay, like let it all hang out. We got nothing to lose now, and. Um, so yeah, there's there's benefits to both. Obviously, the downside is we don't get to go to the playoffs now. But uh, you know, being able to finish nine and eight and have some positivity towards the end of the season like we've had um, is it, good. It's a special group we have. It's a really special group, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Sorry.
9: Huh.
10: Who said that? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that was ever the concern for us. We've been playing with an edge uh, since we were one and six, and felt you know everyone said our season was over, and uh, we traded TJ, and everyone wrote that you know we're nailing it in, and um, and I love TJ. He's going to do fantastic in Minnesota, but um, you know there's a lot a lot of things said throughout the year that uh, turned out to be not true. yeah a lot it, it, uh I think you know there's valleys and there's there's uh peaks, and we hit both of them you know at, at different times of the year and um I think yeah early on certainly it's hard it's really hard coming off of three and thirteen starting off one and six you you, you feel like you can't find any answers and, and all of a sudden something pops and, and you get a little confidence and you start rolling and, and things start going in your direction, and people start playing well and um you know, it, it really all comes together and and yeah, its it's it's been a good ride for us again, you know. We'd love to be in the playoffs, of course. This, this is there's no consolation, but uh, to be nine and eight, and have a winning record, and and not get in, it's uh, tough to argue with uh, that after starting one and six.
2: off can't win in the cold. Remember that, same end. Yeah,
10: it'd be great. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not entirely up to me, but um, I've enjoyed my time here. It's been awesome, um, and, and I hope it continues. But uh, we'll see where everything goes. yeah Yeah, I think we just I think we just showed a lot of people um, you know who we are and, and now next year every team will be different in our division. but we just beat Minnesota a couple weeks ago um, and they're the top team in our division by record and we just beat Green Bay at their place and they're you know the, us and them were the second best team by record. We went five and one in the division. Um, we lost to Minnesota early on. Uh, I think people know we're here and hopefully here for a long time. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've always known my capabilities and, and what I can contribute to a team, but I think uh, this year more than ever, I had to, I had to very, you know, focus so much on uh, on myself, and, and not in a selfish way, but I had to, I had to, you know, make sure I was doing my job and not trying to carry a load that is impossible to carry um, at certain times, and that that was the challenge. But it served me well, and I've learned from it, and and, and gotten so much better as a player and as a person, and um, being able to learn from that's been extremely beneficial for me. Outside, they were making the playoffs. Obviously, mentioned out
11: very big finish. but with the whole Doc and Aaron Rodgers
10: out, any in limbo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I could say a lot right now. I'm not gonna. But I got a lot of respect for him. He's a hell of a player, and um, in my opinion, best of all time. And you know, if he's here or whatever, I, I don't know. But uh, you know, we were doubted for a long time this year, and um, you know. A lot of people say some things, and uh, you know, I I know he was never trying to say anything, you know, mean or disrespectful. I don't think that's in his personality, but um, you know, I think we we may be a little bit sensitive to that stuff, and we're ready to come in here and and win a
4: game.
10: You you sure think so? (laughs) Oh
12: gosh!
10: Yeah, you know it's. Yeah, I, for the fans, sure, and it's satisfying for us, sure, just because they're into the division. Um, I think more than ever, more than anything, though, it's it's us getting the win and being able to finish on a high note, and sure, we get to kick them out, and that's a you know nice side, side part of it. But uh, it's it's winning this game on the road in Lambeau. We're a dome team, you know. We we can't play in cold weather, you know, the whole the whole gamut. And we come in here, we do it.
9: You want to
10: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's It's been part of what I've tried to do every game and um, yeah, I've been able to hold on to that for quite a while and some of it's certainly luck and some of it, uh, you know, is is me doing a good job and I've been on the wrong side of a lot of those in my career so it's, you know, seems like it's balancing out now and it's been a good little streak.
2: Damn that that's right. Cool, thank you. All right, thank you, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. What a season. What a season. Look, if <laughs> no one thought this, te- no one sensible thought this team was making the playoffs this year. And oh. that, that's just where everything started. And after that, we got a chance to make the playoffs and everyone got really ramped up. I got ramped up too, but we missed it. We missed it. But if we were going to miss the playoffs, this was the best fricking way <laughs> to miss the mm-hmm. playoffs. And, off up there so classy like he knows what rogers said you can't lose to a team like that he knows what rogers said all those things and he didn't take the easy shots it would have been easy to ball drag aaron Rodgers, and i plan on it through as this show goes on i plan on pulling out the the full sack give him the drag um because he deserves it and uh i I love that kind of stuff but uh (laughs) Aaron Rodgers, the Detroit Lions. have He's had, had enough of
7: that shit.
2: Darn right. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause here for a moment. Sam, man, what do you got? What do you got after? What do you got after golf? What do you got after um, everything we've seen so far?
3: I want to talk about Aaron Glenn.
5: I want to talk about Aaron Glenn. I don't know if Aaron Glenn is a good defensive coordinator. All the time.
3: But when he's good, he's very good. Uh, there was a couple play calls this game that were risky, but matched almost perfectly to what needed to happen for the Lions to win. You know, that, that zero pressure that they did on the third and 10 that caused the interception. Yep, yep, yep. You know, like that's, that's a ballsy call, and you have to have that in your playbook. Yeah. You have to plan for scenario football to have that in your playbook. Um, the the second hutch interception or the third hutch interception where uh, against, see, I can't even think about it right now, where he's lined up in the wide 32. Like, that's a crazy difference. Why is that in the playbook? That's in the playbook because of Aaron Glenn and he, situational football. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Glenn, over the course of the year, got better at calling plays. And I think that's what the Lions needed. I think they really just needed to do it.
2: Him walking down the sideline.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. I love But but Aaron Glenn, we, we know he's a good teacher because we've been told by everybody that deals with Aaron Glenn players, other coaches, Dan Campbell, that he's an incredible teacher. Yeah. And I just think his play calling wasn't great, but he really turned it up you know, at the latter half of the season. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does with more talent when we're not trying to protect guys on the field from themselves. And when we can fully trust, when the defense
5: can fully trust each other, you know, the way that uh, they need to, to be efficient. I think yeah. it's going to be uh, exciting to watch.
2: All right, I'm, I'm getting requests. I'm going to try on the fly. On the fly here, I want to see if I can pull out some. Uh, uh, they want me to watch, to pull up the Green Bay Packers presser. Let me see if I can get it. Okay, oh, here geez. we go. We're going to bring in Iran and let him
5: talk. Come on, where are we up? I could take some time and say, oh no, man, I need to. Need to get
11: back out there and, and go on another run, um, but I'll have to see how, what it feels like once I'm once I'm away from it.
3: Is the emotion and pain greater to have three straight seasons end here in a championship game a playoff game and then a play-in game against teams that play in a dome or warm weather
4: on your
11: field? I mean, it all hurts. It doesn't matter who you're losing to or, or where it's at. Uh, we've won a lot of big games and we've lost some. Heartbreakers as well. So, you know, it doesn't really matter where it's at at all. It all uh, doesn't feel good. Aaron, what's um, what's supposed to happen on the interception? I mean, you were a, you were a kid standing on the sideline when Brett threw an interception Let's that wasn't see the all FTP that
2: different on in that 2007 the, uh, chat. 2007 championship
11: on? game. It, it looks like a downfield 50-50 ball, but I'm guessing that's not what it's supposed to be. So, what's supposed to happen compared to what did? Yeah, I mean, I didn't exactly see. I th- felt like the safety was in the middle of the field and uh, was trying to work uh, the other side. Uh, Bobby, uh, whoever's running through route, got knocked off and um, felt like I was about to get rocked and, and just tried to lay one up to Christian and didn't get enough on it. But uh, those last three it. calls definitely uh, sting a little bit. Um Uh, still got to execute.
4: What do you
9: think would have to happen this offseason? How much for you guys to be
2: you know, free to
6: Rodgers be... to uh, Jamal. Sorry. It all just my emotions finally just fell out just because I know I was doing it for my dad and my, my great grandfather. And I know that they're looking down on me and just proud of me right now. So I'm just grateful to be able to be successful for them and and for myself too cuz i i worked so hard for this it's year 6 you know what i mean so it's full dip been there bro now i mean, think i just on. look at all it. the years all the off season all the running hills throwing up in the off season you know otas games you know even last year just how that season was just fighting and fighting through adversity and I see what happens when you keep fighting through adversity. Blessings happen at the end of the road. So, I'm just blessed, grateful, you know, and I'm just happy. Yeah. well, For the record, for me, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. I was just ready to play a game. I said, "Don't tell me yet." Yeah, just let me play. But, you know, um, I'm just grateful for my teammates for them to for some of them for them to know and then still come out here and just go out there and play like that is just great. And it shows how much potential and how much greatness we have in us for next year. And, you know, you you wish we could keep going off of this, you know, great game that we had, but just got to get ready for next year. So but I'm just grateful for this team. They played tremendous, played hard. We had our ups and downs. Like start one and six, then go eight and two. Eight and two. Yeah. So like, not like. Yeah, you told me that one. (laughs) But I'm just grateful for this team. Never, never faltered. Never flinched. And just kept moving forward. And just chopping down that tree, man. So I'm just grateful to be on this team. And the lens audio sucks. Oh, it's grateful. Is um, I it just really just I feel like all my hard work is finally showing now, you know. And like I said, like all season working and just preparing for this season. And um, the crazy part is, like I've I've had I write goals for myself every year, and this year I've hit a lot of them. And it's just like you just be like, wow, you you make those at the beginning of OTAs and not even for the season, but. It's just like, I look at my goal list now and check, check, check. And I got one on there that I not even, you know, the Russian record is a check that I didn't even have on my goal list. So, I'm just blessed for it. It makes me even more hungry. Like, I'm not satisfied. I think that's my curse. I'm just never satisfied because I just feel like I could always be better. So, I still got a lot more to go. That's all. Oh, I was a Walter Payton man But I like Barry Sanders too I just like Because, you know, he had different back to me That boy had Thick eyes You know, all that stuff <laughs> So it's just like It was tremendous to watch him run the ball And just how he got east and west and north Like quick And he was just a strong runner hmm but at the same time like you're going to have to stop disrespecting us like that you know what i mean uh, like i said i don't watch tv i really don't and so looks like the and died, then, uh, dc was the one who showed all the clips from people YouTube. you know picking the packers over us and you know cuz it's a playoff game or they it's think back. the packers going you know everybody picked the packers they ain't. nobody trusting in us so that's how i like it though I like people to underestimate us and think that we can't do it, and then we come out here like and we show enough. people. So, I just love changing people's hearts.
11: Subscriptions. Mm-hmm.
6: I love to. It's a great building block. I love being. I love DC. I love Deuce. Like I love all the coaches because they just a great bunch of guys who get shit. Ooh. Oof, my bad. Get stuff done. <laughs> Ugh, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> but I would love to be back on this team just because of our players and just how everybody is really, you know. When you go through adversity, you see who's really for the team. And everybody was for the team when we was one and six. You know what I mean? Everybody was still down for the team, all from one, ready to go out there and do their job when we was one and six. And so that right there, I feel like when you're at your lowest, you show what you sh- you see what people's true colors are. You see what their true heart is and where they at. And then I'm just grateful for this team because then we went on a, a tear from there. So it just shows everybody's um, loyalty. It shows what type of personality they have. And I'm just grateful to be around a good group of guys. And hopefully I can be back. Check your phone, Andy. one Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Check your text.
6: Yeah. Oh, for me, I, I think I called Jared Mr. Hulk. I called him Hulk before. And now the more I think about it, I see it. He's more Bruce Banner and when we practicing and, well, not even practicing, but like when we in the locker room and all that. But when he get on the field, I tell you, he turned into a little Hulk, a little tall, slender Hulk. But he's great. I I love J G because he believes in everybody. He's a great teammate. He knows when it's when it's time to put the hat on somebody else to make a play, like he does nothing but to give encouragement. And he he does nothing but shows love and we give it back to him, you know what I mean? And he just a competitor and he just wanna go out there and ball and he did that. So I'm just proud of the <clears throat> the 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 scrutiny and you know everybody talking bad about him all the time for him to block that out and still go out there and ball is a great a great trait for him and I feel like he's just a great player a great person and he doesn't let the outside noise uh, stop him from being great for me I was only trying to get eight yeah and I beat that yeah yeah by lot. I think it's real bright. Um, I just think we we finished off on a good note, and I think even though we didn't make playoffs, and and we won, we still, like I said, we're not satisfied. We still hungry, and we know what we need to do for next year, and that's like, don't start one and six, you know? Don't put ourselves in that uh, in that hole, and just how we ended the season is how we need to start the season next year, so. Thank you guys Thank you. Gucci! I don't even know which one on my phone, oh, never mind. <laughs> got
3: it come on, man, <laughs> all
2: right, Andy uh is gonna give me a savior moment here, sixty seconds, I'll be right back, Andy, take it away, let's switch them all, and then we'll take your calls right after.
3: <laughs> we all know why Chris has to take some time off if you were listening to the audio, I think no, I, you know. Jamal Williams has to come back. I don't know how they don't re-sign Jamal Williams. I I can't imagine he's going to be that expensive. You know, he, he got a ton of touchdowns this year, but most of them were one and two yarders. You know, he didn't make a bunch of large touchdown runs. But I think the hardest thing for a coaching staff year to year is to maintain your identity as a team. I I think that you need to keep leadership in place. And I think Jamal is a big portion of the leadership here. I think him and Jared Goff and, you know, weird guys like uh, Josh Woods, um, Tracy Walker probably falls into that category. You just have to keep guys like that around to keep your culture the way that you need to keep it. Um, You know, and that's, that's hard when you start signing a bunch of rookies. You hope that you get guys in the building that, follow the lead, you know, you, you want to get your anzalonis and free agency who buy in and who, you know, become a, a big part of your team, you know, your Malcolm Rodriguez's, your Hutch's, um, all guys that kind of do that, but you can't let a guy like Jamal walk. And I, we kind of saw that with, um, God, with the 2015 or the 2016 Lions when they let Nick Fairley walk and Calvin Johnson came out after the fact and and Dominic and Sue came out after the fact a bunch of guys came out and they said that's when we knew that this team wasn't trying to win anymore that they weren't going to do whatever they could to win and so when you have guys like Jamal you have to bring them back you just he 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 should be a lifer he should retire here you know they you know if if he gets a slightly overpaid I don't know if it matters I think you just have to so yeah. anzalone so, will definitely be back
2: sometimes you pay for more than just what's on the field and i think yep. jamal can bring you when he hits his wall it's going to be kind of like brockers and brockers was still helpful to this team even when he wasn't on yep. the field this year thank you for for yep. chipping in there Sam. i want to take that normally yeah, I don't. you'll
3: have to watch it after the fact it was gold i'm sure it was pure
2: gold We'll make it a clip. We'll make it a clip. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, I don't drink during the game, and then I, I start when the, the post game starts, but it was late. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's, uh, you ready to take some calls, brother? Get some people well, oh, on bam. the show? Let's do it. You haven't? You, I, you, I
3: hope Aaron Rodgers calls him.
2: Oh, my God. Yes. That would be ideal. All right. Let's, uh, let's start it off. Hey, caller, oh, what's man. your name and how much have you had to drink? Kind of turn it down in the background if you would, too, please. A little confusion. Take a moment. All right. Caller, uh, come uh, with me.
8: Uh,
2: All right, we'll swap out. Going, hey, going. caller, no, what's gone. your name and how much have you had to drink? Hello?
3: Oh, double whammy.
2: Okay, I got this. I got this. I see what's happening. Save us, Chris. I can do this. Um, Where is that? Where's that part?
3: Where's the IT team when you need them?
2: Uh, right uh, uh, right here. Hey, caller. Hey, caller. How you doing?
13: Hey, Chris. How's it going, man?
2: Doing all right.
13: Hey. Can you hear Andy? Hey, my Andy, Salmon. man. Like, hey, how's it going, man?
3: <laughs> oh, it's going. It's going. It's uh, technically Monday now. Monday podcast.
13: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. No, this is Joey. Uh, uh, Nick Nick's in bed, but uh, dude, this was my favorite win of all time. I'm sorry, like, man, hey, I I, 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 I'm so excited right now. I had two cocktails.
2: hmm
13: mm-hmm. <laughs> <And laughs> were, were they were they mix, <laughs> were they mixed were they
2: mixed in a paint bucket?
13: <laughs> thank you, thank you, Andy.
4: <laughs>
13: thank God, damn. Oh I'm man. dying over here.
2: No, no, no. It was exciting. What was your favorite part of the game, caller?
13: Um, my favorite part was the Lambo fans feeling what I felt (laughs) when I was 13 years old at the Silverdome, Sterling Sharp, catching that pass, (laughs) in the end zone where I was sitting, the very last one. uh, I'm so happy right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy right now. Yeah, yeah, brother. What's the German word for that, Chris?
3: Schadenfreude?
2: Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I I, I uh, think there's a lot of that.
13: You guys have no idea how happy I am. Uh, Nick, Nick is uh, upstairs and in bed, but um, I am you so in the garage? happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy that the Lions won tonight. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just happy. I just want to share it with you guys. I love it, brother.
2: Oh yeah, brother. I could not be more happy for how this season went and how it ended. And on that, we're gonna, we're gonna move on. But thank you for calling in and sharing your happiness. I wish you the very, brother very Chris, best, brother. Give our love to Nick. Right on, man. All right, all right. Let's uh. Let's get another one in here.
3: I need more to drink. <laughs> I got to get on. I got to get on his level, my man. Yeah. My man, you know, like.
2: It's 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 Sunday night. I got to work tomorrow. Darn it, darn it, darn it. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink?
14: My name is Greg. I've had not a single ounce to drink. I'm from Connecticut. Last time I spoke to you, it was a heartbreak classic Lions whatever. But fucking A, this is just beautiful. <laughs> this is Pure joy, eight and two finish. The fucking dogs just played like dogs, and man, it was just. I'm 56. I've had a, you know, the heartache. It's just, mm-hmm. um, it's so nice to see a core being built right, coached right, played right, just. Ah, oh, it's fucking
4: awesome,
2: brother. The, the 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 pendulum swings, as they say. <laughs>
14: um, Time to fucking swing for this one. Let me tell you, I'm 56. I've got one playoff victory in my lifetime. Yep. And, yep. Oh, and that was. And um, it's uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's just I'm excited for what's ahead next year with draft picks. You got to think players are going to want to come play for us and Campbell. Um, I hope we don't lose Ben Johnson and and any other coaches, but man, Ben certainly did a great job this year. You got to believe. Um, and we'll get to unleash JMO a little bit more next year. And, um, you know, just see these young kids grow and come together. And, uh, it's,
2: um, it's beautiful oh, it's this is oh, it is so so this is this is i mean this is i think this is the common kind of sense like coming through this is just the absolute it's it's almost a release it's all it's like the post coil moment here after the season but i have to ask you you said you've been doing this for 56 years can you yeah. remember ever ending a season where we are now, with the sense that you have now, the feeling about this team, and the just the 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 hope and belief in what next year is going to bring.
14: Um, not really. I mean, it's always a bat. It's always a play where the season. You know, and Eddie Murray missed forty-two yard field goal against the Niners, mm-hmm. fucking however many years ago that was. Um, something negative. Wow. Something. Um, wow. usually just not just positive, and it's you know it's and it feels like, you know. In this world we live in where, as a country, as a world, we're divided and people hate each other, I just feel like there's family being built. Yeah. And there's something about that that's just, I think everybody loves and wants. Yeah. And as a Lions take I've never really felt. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> All right, hey, you c- know, credit, credit to Campbell, credit to just the players for buying in, and uh, sorry if getting get a little emotional, but, you know, I've... <laughs> All these guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I feel you, you know? bro. And and I'm, I'm gonna let you go. The, fo- the calls are going off the hook. But I will riff on, no. on something you said, you
14: guys, thank you.
2: Yeah, thank, thank you. Um, Bye, this, this team and what they've, the family, the family piece is exactly what has made this team so special. And I'm telling you, these guys this year, um, they're walking away. With a sense of brotherhood that no Lions team that that we've seen has in uh, in 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 years. Uh, hey caller, what's your name? Cheers. How much have you had to drink?
8: Hey Chris, those <laughs> are turning in. How you doing?
2: How you doing, man? How's the drug dealing going? <laughs>
8: Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah! Thanks a lot for that.
2: (laughs) You threw Ozark. I usually let you off the hook. How's things going, Brandon? Good to have you back, brother. (laughs)
4: Uh,
8: Oh, listen, man. This this is just absolutely tremendous. Do you guys feel like we probably just won the NFC Championship game and we're on to the Super Bowl in two weeks, dude? Because that's what it feels like to me.
2: This is. I've talked about this. I know it ain't. I've talked about this for the last couple weeks, about the passing of the torch, about the 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 this team putting the rest of the NFC North on notice and to come in there and with the refs doing what the refs do at Lambo, Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers does at Lambeau, and to give them all a big fat, juicy goodbye kiss and to walk in and and walk away with that victory like they did. That means something. That means something to the rest of the NFC North. That means something to the Detroit Lions players, the coaches, the ownership, the fans, the, to walk out of this season on this win. I, I don't want to say I don't give a fuck about the playoffs because, of course, I'd love to be in the playoffs, but I don't give a fuck about the playoffs because this team walked away a winner this year. And next year, looking at what this team could do, Is just, I'm I'm excited as hell. I am so stoked about this team, Andy. I can't like we're talking about Senior Bowl and everything else. And Mm -hmm. and like it's for a different reason why the draft and and all that and free agency is so fun for Lions fans. This this is like a whole new bag, man. This is like a whole new thing, and I am stoked. The Lions took it. Alliance took it. They actually went in there. If it was a blowout one way or the other, it would have been crappy. It wouldn't have meant as much. This kind of victory in this place, in this way means so, so much. I'm I'm stoked, brother. This is this is really, really something.
8: You know, I, I gotta say, and I was looking back and thinking about all the other wins that we had, like, uh, well, since Stafford's time, because before that, it was the 2000s and uh, who he wants to think about that. And before that, it was Brett Favre and Barry Sanders' uh, years. And that's almost a, another generation ago, you know. Uh, but uh, the, the way we won before, uh, you remember when St- uh, Drew Stanton was uh, uh, coming as quarterback and halfway through the game, Rogers wound up with a concussion and then we won. Uh and then people say, Well, yeah, but Rogers, he couldn't play anymore, so you know, you won by default. And I thought, yeah, all right, all right. And then later on, of course, was the Matt Flynn game. So Rogers didn't even play, you know. And then another another game was uh uh we we whooped the snot out of them, but they're their backup quarterbacks. You know, uh, last year Rogers played half a game, ha- half a game and Everybody said, "Oh, yeah, well, we already had things locked up. Who cares? We, we don't care about that." They had every single thing on the docket to play for this week, tonight, yep. and they couldn't get it done. They had uh, uh, they had the weather in their favor. They had the team in their favor. They had everybody healthy, and uh, the you know Watson was playing really excellent. It looked like Devontae Adams. And they had the running game going with both running backs. Uh, Bakhtiari was playing. uh, Crosby was kicking it. uh, and, and, And so on and so forth. And yet, what happened? They could not get it done anymore. And this team here has finally found the solution, the chemistry, the right people in the right places, not just on the field, but also on the sidelines and coaching. Get this done right. I mean, I mean, it it is just unbelievable that uh, I mean, look at the national people and what they were going on, carrying on about. It was all about the history. All they're eighteen and one at home, especially in the cold. The Lions don't win in the cold in Lambeau. Blah 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 blah. And only I I watched the NBC pre-night show, and I finally got sick and tired of it, so I muted it waiting for the game to start and then saw their picks and everyone's, yeah, I really like Lions, but until it came to Tony Dungy, so I think they're going to pull this off. I saw that. I saw
15: that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a, oh,
2: man. And,
8: and we've never had, I tell, I, I've i got a few points. I know you got other callers. I'll just go ahead and get my stuff out of here like I usually do.
2: Double speed, brother. We
8: have never had such, we've never had such a safe quarterback. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, Was it nine weeks? Nine games in a row? Yep. No ten. interceptions?
2: Ten, brother. Ten weeks ten. Without, a, without an interception. That's huge.
8: When's the last quarterback we ever had anybody like that? I mean, even Bobby Wayne threw him. He didn't care. <laughs>
2: yeah,
8: well, you know? Literally
4: never. He's like He's in the top ten. Drunk. Yeah.
8: Yeah. And then, uh, uh, so you got a guy that is safe with the ball. And I were you guys on edge every time he threw the ball thinking, Oh God, they're gonna get one this time. They're gonna get us this time. I just know it. And he never did. Never threw a pick. Uh, but Rogers sure had his his fair share. Kirby
2: so that owns That was really cool. Kirby owns Rogers. Can we just like to get for Aaron Rodgers, the old guard, to be ushered out with three interceptions in a season by a rookie? Kirby Joseph. Yep. I don't know. He's gotta be out there. I know Jerry was trying to get uh a Rogers jersey last game and again this week, but uh, I have to say Kirby deserves a Rogers jersey. Rogers better cough that. So that'll be up to him because that boy, that boy deserves that memorabilia because that was that he's had a hell of a season against Aaron Rodgers. yeah, God Kirby yeah, Joseph, what he, a he pick.
8: has. I, I tell you what, we have found our Glover Quinn without having to buy him. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Yep. And I, I, I just got to say two more things here. First of all, to me, it's weird that all of a sudden it's over. I mean, I mean, what's tomorrow? Draft talk. We have no more games. Well, uh, We can talk about the, the playoff games with other teams, but, uh, you know, and, and all of a sudden we're going to be talking about pick number six. What are we going to do about that? So on and so over? I don't think we should tonight because, man, this is just too good. Yep. Yep. And when it comes to the drafts, Do you guys have really now a complete trust in the draft with the administration we've got in place? Because that I I mentioned in in chat, the reason why the Lions were so good this year is because the acceleration of the draft picks and how good they turned out, they all hit. If only two or three of them hit, we'd be talking about eh, four or five wins. And then we got to get some more bodies on the, on the field that are talented. But these guys all hit. It accelerated the pace of our of our growth. Uh, Next year, we are looking really good, man. And I can't <laughs> wait to see who else we bring in. Come on, bye, Daron baby. Let's go. Talk <laughs> to you guys later. Have a great week.
2: See you later, Brad. Appreciate you. There. Man. <laughs> oh man, Andy, I'm going to let you talk to this caller, right? We're gonna. I'm just going to answer it. Hey caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? And I want to introduce you to Sam. In
0: Oh, me and Sam and go way back.
3: Way back. Now, this, time going?
0: Can, this time I can hear him probably. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're off to a good start.
0: Now, this is John John down in Charlotte. And uh Hey John. I've had way way too many celebratory beverages. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, there's never too many, my friend. It is 1230 on a Sunday night after a late football game where the Lions trounce the Packers and Lambeau Field, forced Aaron Rodgers into retirement in shame with tears in his eyes. Randall Cobb holding his hands like a little. Freaking, all the way down the tunnel. Oh, absolutely. It's it's never... It's You're never
0: right. I gotta go get another one. You just sold me.
2: <laughs> Packed <laughs> open
0: another one. Man.
4: A lot of um, call tomorrow. Called in.
0: I called in. How did Brandon <laughs> not mention the 2014 game? To me, this game just makes me think back to 2014. You guys remember, end of that season... Yep in Lambeau for the division, right? Mm-hmm. And Stafford playing against, like, a hot, wasn't that the game that, like, Rodgers was limping around, he got his, like, legs stepped on by Sue, and all that nonsense?
2: I think he tripped over his and skirt, yeah.
0: I, I don't know, I think he went out of the game or something, but I remember, what I remember from that game was I felt like Matthew Stafford actually played better than Aaron Rodgers. I think I mean, he might have, had like, a fumble or something, but for the most part, he was playing better and everything around him though was garbage like I think we gave up like a punt return touchdown or some like special piece fiasco we let we let a hobbled Aaron Rodgers beat us on defense right and like I just I remember that game feeling like Stafford's in there doing everything he can and the rest of the team just couldn't get it done to win the division and we let a hobbled Aaron Rodgers just kind of embarrass us and we have to go on the road to Dallas and look what happened we get knocked out in the first round. And if we had just won that game, then we we should have had a home playoff game. And instead, you know, we're one and done in the playoffs, and then Sue leaves and he's crying and all this stuff. And all, all the shit that happens after that is, is sad. But, I mean, yep. that was back when we hadn't won in Lambeau for years. It was like, you know, yep. a, over a decade since we won, and it still was a couple of years until finally Stafford got it done. And here Goff comes in, and what, he's 2-0 in Lambeau, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and the difference is, is I mean, Goff didn't have an amazing game. I, I, he did play better than Rodgers because, you know, look at, you know, the game. He, he did. I mean, Rodgers did what? He chucked up two Hail Mary balls. One of them was picked. One of them was a pass interference. And another one should have been picked and was saved by a penalty. I mean, like, you know, why he, he, didn't have a great game. But uh, the difference is. Is this year we had a whole team come to play this game, even though we don't get to go to the playoffs. You know, we had special teams. The the turner returner for them is dynamic and we stuffed him. Um, you know, Crosby uh you know uh is well, whatever. But the point is, it feels like we actually have a team and not just a Stafford and a bunch of Hope. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent.
3: And that's
0: I, the one I think back to, that game.
3: Yeah, you know, I think The biggest part, and it was actually, I think it was a guy in chat while we were uh, on. A guy in chat brought up the fact that this team is winning and you have to give credit to Jared Goff because some of this culture, some of the play calls, some of the run fits, you know, have to be attributed to him. And it's a crazy thing to think about when you had a guy like Stafford who was balls to the wall, I want to win. I'm going to will us as far as I can possibly will us. Then going to a Jared Goff guy who is, as Jamal Williams put, Bruce Banner. He's Bruce Banner. He plays his role. He does what he's supposed to, and he plays a damage-free game, I guess is how I would put it. He doesn't cause too much damage to his own team, if any. The last 10 games, he has literally caused almost zero. He had the one fumble. You know, and yeah. it it's easy to win when you can rely on multiple people to win you games, and that was always the downfall of Stafford. You know, people would say, oh, we never had a, a running game for Stafford. We didn't have a running game because of Stafford. Because Stafford was throwing the ball 50 times. Are we really going to run the ball effectively when you rush the ball 20 times a game or less? Like, no. You could say, well, they threw that much. No. As soon as he got to the Rams, same thing. No No rushing offense. You know, Jared Goff has always had a good rushing offense for the most part. He comes here and it continues. I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that just kind of small things that we don't know about that we'll probably never know about. But, you know, you kind of just get lucky. You know, like Patrick Mahomes just seems to make plays, and that's just who he is. It's like the invisible trait. Yeah, Jared Goff has something. I don't know what it is.
2: I tried to queue up when the, Jared
3: Goff is good. Ooh.
2: I tried to queue up the gut punches will stop quote in the background, but I have it in a video format versus an audio format, and it's a little it's a little <laughs> funkified. I have to get that. But you uh, have it I'm in just, a JPEG. <laughs> just remember. Well, if I it just it's the new song form. <laughs> if I play it, it plays the video over us, and we can't have that. This beauty no unadulterated no, no. skin um <laughs> yeah no i mean the gut punches will stop and it, it it was funny i go back to that where tori petri and so many snarky sol people were like oh you sweet summer child oh jared you'll learn and now where those same people are like oh jared come yay piss off this is he he came in and he told you the gut punch that's why i loved him so much in the audio uh in the in the calls at the end of this year that confidence and the swag and the kind of like saying bite me without saying bite me that he he typically did i loved it i loved it because he deserved it the the crap that he took and the the shite the the malik willis truthers that that said, we need Willis at two again, Sam. And I'll go back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Had we drafted Malik Willis at number two, like so many clowns wanted us to do, okay, and we'd gone one in six, it would have been an absolute meltdown because he can't even play for the Titans. Dobbs, a castaway, is 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 playing for the Titans. Our fifth backup, yeah. <laughs> He's playing in Tennessee for the whole future of that team. Please, please, please. Take a breath, man. This, this this Jared Goff kid might know a thing or two. He might be able to throw a football. Just, just step back and let him go. Um, I, I'm impressed with not just that he can do it, because I knew he could, but the hell he went through to get to the point that he is today and the people that just were so out on him. And, and I get it, right? I, I get it, but... <laughs> Man, I, I, you, you, you've watched lines Lions long enough, so you feel bad. Fine. Okay. But uh, at some point, you got to be able to evaluate talent a little bit. So there we are. That's, yes. my, my, that's, my, that's my rant. Hey, caller, I, we, we both talked, but we're going to let you go because we've got a million people hitting the lines right now. Okay, brother? Love you, guys. All right. Love you, you love too. Thanks for calling Go, All right. There you go. All right. Here we go. Hey, caller. Uh, turn us down the background. What's your name and how much have you had to drink so far?
12: <clears throat> hey. How are you guys going? Uh, this is Nick and Phil. This is Phil from New York. Nick and Phil. Uh, hey. We've been watching and, and having drinks since the uh, Seattle game, so we've lost count. Um, you know?
2: <laughs> That's the best kind. <laughs>
12: uh, you know, and listen, Beaver, I was I was so salty after the Seattle Seahawks uh, like blew, absolutely like devastated us and, and blew that game or the refs gave it to them. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Midway through the first quarter, I was back in it. Let it go. I was totally vested in this like Sunday night football game. Uh, we were out watching it at a bar with a bunch of other fans, um, some Green Bay fans. And I'll tell you what, guys, I can't remember a more satisfying win as a Lions fan. I'm 36. I've been watching the team since I was, you know, so I can remember, well, five years old. Yeah, no, five years, old. Five years right? old. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually had a Packer oh. fan come up to me at the bar and said, enjoy it while it lasts after, after the win. And I looked at him thinking like, you know what, guess what? We own the North. We own the yeah. North. The, <laughs> lion, the, the, pack, the Lions are going up. The Packers are on the down slope <laughs> here, guys. <laughs>
2: Because, because you you always say that when it's over for you, right? Well, I know what it's like on the downside. So while it lasts, Uh lasts? Uh, yeah, bite me, brother. Not, not, not in the collar. Sorry, the guy in the bar.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly,
12: exactly. Well, and I just got to say, you know, like when we when we go back, you know, looking at the the last the last real play of the game, Daw stepping up making a big play and also just like the the call that came from the coaching staff, right? Like the call that little you know, what what was it? Like up the middle, little three yard and you know, turn back and catch the ball. From the DJ little Charm. hook and ladder there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hook, yeah. a little hook yeah. and ladder. Just like a just a gutsy call from the coaching staff and a gutsy play from from uh, Goff and Chark to deliver. Well, well not, not not just a Chark play, but the uh, the hook and ladder from Monrath and Brown to um, uh, uh, who was it, Leaf? No, it was our no our Swift. Yeah, it was Swift.
8: Swift. Yeah, Swift. Yeah, that oh, that was the yeah. ballsiest. That was the ballsiest call of the game. I mean, what a ballsy call that was. That was fantastic. Fantastic.
3: That you know, and, and that's such a a crazy call. And I I'm sure that the people around the NFL are going to talk about it, but. I don't know if it's going to get enough credit for how ballsy it actually was because that tossback is a nightmare waiting to happen. Amon yeah. oh, yeah. Ross St. Brown oh, yeah. gets hit while he's tossing it, and now it's a fumble. Uh, Swift doesn't catch it, now it's a fumble. Uh, you know, and there's nobody behind these guys. So if a fast Packer player just picks it up, that's a touchdown the other direction. It takes a lot of trust in your guys to execute a play like that. And to call it in a moment
12: like that is just as crazy. And, and do you
8: credit that? I mean, obviously you got to credit that to the players because they executed the play, and we got great players on offense like St. Brown, Goff, uh, however, and Swift. Obviously, Swift, how, But that's a damn Can. It's MCDC right there, right? I mean, that's an MCDC yep. thing, or is it? Or is that? Or is that more Ben? Do you think it's more Ben, or do you think it's an MCDC thing?
3: I think, I think that's a question we won't know until Ben leaves. But I, I think it's more yeah. MCDC than people want to admit. I think, you know, Ben is getting a lot of accolades, and I think he should. I think he's an incredible play yeah. caller. But we don't really know whose playbook this is. Because Dan Campbell yeah, came him. from an offensive juggernaut. He, you know, he yeah. knows what he's doing. When he took over play calling last year, things made a drastic change for the better almost immediately. And now Ben Johnson was a part of that. So we still haven't really seen them separated. But I would say that, you know, our offense is 100% based around Jared Goff's college offense. It's very similar. I think that the scheme is Dan Campbell is running what he wants to run as far as the offense, as far as wanting to be smash mouth, wanting to be other things. And I think Ben is a fantastic play caller. And I think that when you combine all those things, it's kind of a you know, diamond in the rough or lightning in a bottle, however you want to call it, but it's 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 special.
2: When did Sammy Watkins yeah. play for the and and how long did he play for the Packers?
3: It wasn't very long. I think it was mm-hmm. the beginning of this Can year week? for a couple of games.
2: A couple of weeks, okay. Kirby Kirby Joseph has more receptions from Rodgers than Sammy Watkins, just <laughs> <a little. laughs> And
12: by the way, he, he could have he could he should have had more.
2: <laughs> yeah, he should have. He should have had one more. You're right.
12: Well well so gentlemen, uh, just uh we we just got one question for you. Um I mean I have a couple of questions here, but but the most important one um I think is around like what off season moves the Detroit Lions gotta make to really elevate themselves to the next level and compete for the NFC North and and really make some moves in the playoffs. What do you think what do you think they need to do? Sam, man, I'll let you
2: go first, brother. And with, yeah, call, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm pull the collar off with that, with that question. Uh, we just, It's yeah, ringing off the hook, thank brothers. God. Thank you guys so much for calling in. Thank Appreciate you, guys. Yeah,
3: right, no, go ahead, Sam, no, I, think, I think guard is a big need. I think it's, bigger, it's, a, it's a bigger need than we were hoping it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- I don't think you need to spend a lot of capital on it. I think the biggest thing that the Lions need to do is they need to get guys on the defensive backside that will play Dan Campbell of defensive football, Aaron Glenn defensive football, guys that will run up and tackle, guys that can play coverage, but also fill run gaps as needed. I think that's the biggest thing. And When we saw this defense getting ran over, a lot of the major issues that they had was that nobody was trusting anybody else. So our safeties were doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing because they knew that the cornerback was going to get beat. Or, you know, our linebackers were having to fill holes because, you know, that just the person that was supposed to be there wasn't going to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think once you get enough talent, you know, that kind of stuff goes away. I think the number one thing that's going to have to happen this offseason is get more talent. This is a pretty, I don't want to say talentless, but this team has a lot of holes. (laughs) And for them to be where they're at with the talent level they have, it's in a turn. lot of key areas, it's, all it's, it's in, insane, you know. And we also have to prep for injuries and stuff like that. But hey, Caller, you know, this off is going to be the most fun that we've had in a long time.
2: Hey, Collar, it's my turn, I'm gonna, and we'll get to you in one second. Um, I just, I just have to hit. I think for this team, it's it's all about defense, and I think defensive tackle and cornerback uh, the first round just absolute grabs. I think you get a you get yourself a um, a. Uh, um, a linebacker a little bit later, you um, may fly on a on a on a, um, a, a running back d- down the draft a little ways, and a, and a wide receiver. Uh, a guard is of course somebody that's that's potentially uh, you know extremely important. Um, but I do want to really quick highlight Panay Sewell because there are people that I talk to in the building, and uh, you know you guys know that 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 this isn't this isn't smoke because we really do talk to people who are in the building. Panay Sewell, there's a number of people who say this may be the best player that they have ever coached, period, in the NFL. And this kid's young. He's just barely so young. And um, this is you guys. We love him. You know, you see the catch. You see all the fun. I don't know. Anybody knows he's been playing with a high ankle for a long time this season. And and. There's one game where you can kind of see a little bit. The other games he played through and didn't matter. He, Ragnar, are made out of pure freaking steel. Pure steel. Yep. These guys are awesome. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far?
8: Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Reese. I'm from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I started drinking when the Lions started their game after... <laughs> the seattle game so i've had a few but not a crazy amount okay okay
2: let me ask you one more question. Do a nice a nice buzz
3: going H- have you
2: clicked the like and subscribe <laughs> exactly button yet? yet have you clicked the like and subscribe button yet caller
3: i have i i gifted
8: tonight i've been i've been listening to you guys for a little bit at work and i thought uh after tonight's game, tonight was the night I had to like and subscribe, because I've never watched you guys on YouTube before. I've only done it on oh, the audio like, yeah. Spotify yep. during yeah. worse yeah, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: And so tonight I loaded up the stream and was like i gotta I gotta like oh, and yeah. subscribe.
4: Oh, no, yeah. so
8: I, I just wanted to I just wanted to say like I, I was sad that we didn't make the playoffs. But listening to you guys over the past few weeks and just really put it into perspective like at the beginning of the season, we were expected to be a six win team. You looked at every website, you we looked at every sports analyst, and they said we were going to be a six win team mid, mid, middle of the NFC. Like, we, we weren't expected to be that good of a team. So, to go out there, and to put up nine wins, I am happier than ever. And I, I just want to say, like, thank you to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson. Because I, I was watching with my brother tonight, and I was talking to him. And, yeah, I mean, watching these fun little trick plays or gutsy, ballsy plays every week, whether it's, the Penne Sewell reception mm. or the Brock Wright fourth down touchdown a few weeks ago. And mm. even tonight we saw the little uh, screen play to Amon Rod to the pitchback to Swift. And like those gutsy plays and kind of fun fourth down plays just make, make it so much fun to watch. I mean, I I've been watching the lions since I can remember. I mean, I'm only 22 so it's it's been since I can remember but I can't remember a season where I have had this much fun watching a young team grow and I'm just excited for the future
2: yeah no this is I don't think many Lions fans are used to this. I mean, we're talking. We've always talked about the rebuild, and then it just never. It, it was the you know the boil over. It was never the big, uh-huh. the big reality. And what we're seeing now is a genuine rebuild, and you can tell because of the coaches. As Samman was saying, with all the gaps in the roster that they are there are today, this coaching staff being able to ring this kind of a year, a positive winning record year out of this team is, is incredible. People aren't, you know, Lions fans haven't seen this. They just haven't. And to be on a real rebuild, that's really working with real players and and real, 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 real. This is, this is just a, a a great, great ride. And, and salmon to enter in the off season on this kind of a, kind of an up note. Yep. And, and a real just, I mean, last year we beat them for a half, and then, oh, we're going to suit our guys. This was truly a dismantling of the Packers. This was, it a, was. A, a destruction it was. of the the of the whole kind of um, mythology of the Packers for the Lions.
3: Yeah, you know, and we we talked a lot, you know, a few years ago about how Matt Patricia touched me in my fandom, and Dan <laughs> Campbell has also touched me in my fandom. But I welcome it. <laughs> <laughs> he's brought it back.
8: No, he he just he just makes the game fun to watch. And yep. he, I mean, his press conferences—he's always got energy. Like he's bringing life back to Detroit from going the the past few seasons. Like we've had five win seasons, three win seasons. And just to bring this team out there to get a winning record and to look forward to the future, having picks from the Rams and having our own pick, it, it's exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's
3: and, and is. really one. I think one of the biggest talking points that you know I'm going to focus on this off season is how these wins were different. Every you know we've had Lions teams that were kind of fluky. You know, like the 2016 Lions were kind of fluky, you know, kind of like how the Vikings are this year, to be honest, mm. where things seem to mm. go their way when they needed to, but it didn't seem sustainable. It was always a nail biter. There was always something crazy going on. These wins ha- this year have been sustainable wins. We are winning because we're a better football team. We're not winning because of a bad touch, a bad throw by the oh. opposing quarterback or a bad fumble. Mm. We're Mm -hmm. causing bad throws. We're causing fumbles. We are the reason we're winning. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't know when the last time that really was, to be honest. I mean, all the Lions wins kind of have felt like we've won this one, but now we're on to the next one. Who knows what's going to happen? This string of wins, this team identity, it's really carrying through, and I think that that's, you know, that's really what Dan Campbell has brought to the Lions. That has never been, or hasn't been, recently here.
2: No, no, and the youth. I you know, so let me just take a moment, and 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 color. I you know earmuffs. <sighs> Fuck Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> it just needs to be said. It just needs to be straight out said because that guy was just ball jack on Aaron Rodgers like well, no one ever has. And talking about, oh, the rookies on the Green Bay Packers. You can, again, this nuts, woo, because you want to talk about rookies and rookies performing, don't point at the Green Bay yeah. Packers. That's not the team. The Detroit Lions are two years of rookies deep for the majority of the roster, it feels like. And they are out there, and they destroyed Aaron Rodgers they just pulled him out and beat him in the street and left his bloody body retired and done i i just had so, i i had so much of enough of chris rock collinsworth just trying to get the both balls in the whole thing i just had enough and it was crap and um, mm-hmm. yep, youngest team, youngest team in the league went out there and and destroyed the great Aaron Rodgers. Thank you very much, Detroit Lions, for doing that for me. Ooh, okay. Sorry, I didn't I yeah. get that off my <laughs> check. It's been or off my chest. <laughs> you take your earmuffs off
8: now. <laughs> 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 no, I I completely agree. And there were a few later on in the broadcast. There were some penalties on Green Bay's rookies and. I think Chris Collins said something along the lines of like, well, that's the other thing about playing with rookies is they they make a lot of these mistakes. And I turned to my brother and said, like, I mean, Aiden's got two sacks on Aaron Rodgers, right? Kirby's got a pick. Our rookies are playing out of their minds. Maybe one mention of like, hey, these rookies from the Lions are playing unreal or something like it always had to be something about all oh, the Packers are doing this to themselves. Like the lions aren't winning this game, but the bottom line is they are.
2: Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. All right. Hey, caller, we're going to let you go. It continues to ring and, right. and we want to get through everybody. We want to give everybody a chance to hey, call in, man. Thank you, Reese. Appreciate your call, Enjoy brother.
8: Enjoy the rest of you guys tonight. I appreciate you taking my
2: call. Please pray for us tomorrow when you're having coffee in the morning, because we're going to be having coffee in the morning and working too. <laughs> oh,
8: I know. I know. I'll, I'll give it a listen. I got
2: to. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you. <laughs> All right. We'll grab another one here. We'll get right into it. Hey, caller,
5: what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Tune in Hello? Tokyo. Hello? Come on, caller we got you nothing nothing all right well that's gonna be oh wait hey caller are you there i hear you now say something use words caller
2: caller are you with me <laughs> well, well, okay we'll just get another caller that's what we do hey caller what's your name how much have you a drink so far
9: Hi, this is Brandon from uh, Midland, Michigan.
2: Midland! Life up near the thumb. It's better than the middle finger. How's, how are you doing up there, brother?
9: Brother, fabulous. Sitting in my cold-ass garage. I'm on my fourth Grand Rabbits. <laughs> uh, Black Rocks Brewery up in uh, Marquette. It's fabulous. Yep, yep, yep. Nice, no, nice. Unfortunately, though, it's the last of them. I have to start cracking into these. Vizzy hard seltzers Ooh, buddy <laughs> that's
4: hard, I, lean,
3: times.
2: It's, lean been, times. it's what i've been working on trying to get smaller and it's not working i should just go back to beer yeah
3: you, you drink too many <laughs> seltzers you have to prop yourself up with pillows so you don't uh get that acid reflux we're all we're all getting well here, my, right
9: well when my diet plan starts back up for the next couple of days i already got a whole big bottle of my uh drink much and lose weight elixir My big jug of costco irish whiskey <laughs> that shit will never do you wrong but i tell you so so check this out right i'll be doing the carnivore diet and let me tell you drinking on that is a bitch the hangovers are like are, are like as bad as any hangover has ever been and then add dying to it it's horrible it's horrible <laughs> 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 it, it, honestly, it makes me not want to drink. It's like, oh, this is gonna hurt, but it's gonna
2: be fun. Wait a minute, they're saying Midland ain't near the thumb. It's like in the little crux of the thumb, right? No, it is not. No, 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 it, no. It's no, like no. under the, the first is. finger, like uh, like a, <laughs> an extra knuckle. I gotta go look at my map. I haven't lived there in a
9: couple of years. It is, it, Chris. It is in the middle. No, the, the, literally the
3: middle of the mitt.
2: I got to look because, so I know exactly where Claire is, and I had a place.
3: It's like, was, it's w- yep. west of Bay City. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's due west of Bay City, and it's um,
9: about 30 minutes southwest of, yeah. I'm sorry, southeast of Claire.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh. the crux of the thumb. What are you talking about? So, yeah, so, <laughs> okay, I, I know because I'd go through Midland we are all the bloody time. Heirs. Yeah, I used to go through yeah. Midland all the time. I was, I almost got a place up, in there's a little town called Everett. And it was eighty acres, yep. and it had a stream, and it was it was it, it, turkeys and deer. And I was like, I gotta get this. And at the last minute, it fell through, and and I wanted it so bad, and I will never ever forget it because uh, it was it was gorgeous, it was absolutely gorgeous. I need I need some north northern property, but oh well. All right, anyway, I'm not going to split hairs on Midland in the thumbs, but, <laughs> but it's like it's in the crux of the thumb, which is thumb. Okay. What do you got for us, brother? (laughs) Besides drinking talk and map talk, what do you got for us?
8: (laughs) Well,
9: cheers to all of us for a successful Detroit Misfit Lions season. (laughs) And I say Misfits because we are the team of, like, youth and broken parts. The shit nobody wanted we built the team with. I mean, Bugs, he got cut. Benito Jones, he got cut. Brayman, he got cut, nobody wanted Reynolds, Kaminsky, he got cut. I mean, all these guys that contributed, hands alone, nobody wanted his ass. So, I mean, we are made up of all these players that nobody wanted, and then we draft good people, which is going to continue because I don't think we really have that much draft room because we're going to have to re-sign all these guys. They're going to get a pay bump. They're going to eat up with a little bit. We're going to get back from our dead cap space. Oh, stop it. Stop with your little, I see you with your hand on there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, so we're, we're going to be stuck with the draft, which is great. Cause we got, you know, the five picks, five picks that should matter. You know, you should be able to get three starters, one that's close and one as developmental, like a Joseph in the third round. So. You know, you guys are hitting it right. We need a defensive tackle, a stud that we can make Bugs and McNeil and Jones, you know, one guy who's as good as the other two, and then Jones is your last guy. You got to have that. That's where we, we we just keep getting killed. Those guys are good, but they're just not at that next level. We need to find that that growth, that Chris Jones-style style guy. We don't need a defensive end. We need, like you said, we probably need – Two cornerbacks. And, yep. and, and Chris, you sold me. You, you and Riz have sold me on branch. He's perfect to replace Harris. Perfect. And then, I, keep and I, Harris, I don't though. know, Sam, man.
2: I, I keep Harris. I don't
9: know, Sam, man. I don't know if I can go with that Oregon boy.
0: Keep Harris?
2: I keep Will Harris. My, guy, my guys earned a spot, and, and the one thing we know we need at cornerback mm-hmm. is depth. It's, it's, it's the most... At most Athletic position on the roster, and it's the sure. most injured position on the roster. I'm I'm sure. of the mind, like, if I were to, like, build out my roster and compare compared to every other NFL team right now, I would probably carry yeah. one more cornerback than any other team.
13: Sure.
9: No. 100% agree. Because, uh, I mean, look at look at every offense. Yep. Yep. They're running out three, four wide receivers. Or they're running these these tight ends that are, supposedly tight ends, but they're really bigger, slower receivers who are fabulous, but they don't want to pay them wide receiver money. So you need guys that can play with these guys, you know? Yep. We, need, we, need, <sighs> we need one big body on the outside that can, either, that can challenge Bakuda and uh, our favorite player, number 39, GiselleGang.com. Yeah, there so, we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we need a guy that can challenge them, keep them getting better. So, But I'm telling you, I know you like Harris. You think he earned a spot, and he's gonna, he'll be back next year, you know, because yep. he's going to be cheap. But I think we need a guy that's better in the slot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Harris did some good things, but we need a guy that can stick a little bit more like glue. Like, I love Harris as a depth product. I love him on special teams. I don't love him starting at the nickel the whole season. Because I think you'll just be like, "Hey, this guy's we kind of like him. He kind of puts out some plays. He really does a lot of plays. He doesn't, and and we'll just get eaten alive by the next team that got say somewhat resemblance to Amon uh, Amon Ross St. Brown."
2: Oh, I thought you so, were going
9: to say you? You know, <laughs> No, no, j- Jesus Lord mercy, that guy's cut. Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> I just want you to say his Jesus, name. I just want you to say his name, brother.
9: <laughs> oh, Aruari! <laughs> good,
2: good, good, good.
9: He's, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. he's gonna be gonna be yeah. uh, making some jacks at the old waffle house, bro. Not catching chairs. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. No, I, think... I thought he got away with a pretty good penalty this when uh, Kirby got his got his pick. I was just like, oh no, oh no, it's a penalty. And then Kirby gets it. I'm going, where's the flag? He didn't throw the flag.
2: <laughs> All right. Oh, go ahead. You're gonna say something. Yeah, caller. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let Sam talk, and then because uh, it keeps rolling, it, it keeps rolling. The time keeps tripping. It keeps man. rolling. We gotta, we gotta do our rolling. thing. You see that? I got the right boy, All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. You
3: know, I think I think our cornerback situation's gonna be crazy. You know, I somebody in chat, uh, you know, literally said uh, it's gonna be a bloodbath in training camp next year at cornerback. I agree. Yeah. I think there's going to be I think defensive tackle is going to be a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. I think cornerback's going to be a bloodbath, and even potentially linebacker could be a bloodbath depending on how they draft and, and who they bring in for free agency. We haven't even talked about free agency. We're talking oh. about 100 percent draft. yeah you know the, the lines are almost at the point where they do the good free agent signings that good teams do where they sign one or two guys yep. that make impact. Like, maybe we don't have to draft a guard because maybe we grab one. Maybe we don't need a cornerback because we get one. That's right. And we feel comfortable. You know, I think the one thing that we've learned throughout this entire process with Dan Campbell and his staff and Brad Holmes is that they're not glued to anybody. If you're the best player or if you're the best fit, you're going to see playing time. TJ Hawkinson
2: being traded tells you everything you need to know in that chapter of the book.
3: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Hey, you're not willing to put a wham block on a defensive end that outweighs you by 60 pounds. Uh, You know, maybe we don't have room for you here.
2: I told people again, that the the coaches didn't think he worked. They didn't think he, he he didn't try. I I put the video out and people were offended. People were hurt. They like their fans. I get it. But sometimes things are, Things are what they are inside the uh inside the team and inside the clubhouse. Hey caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey,
16: Chris. This is Logan and I have had two drinks. Real two, not not two like the first guy who called in, but uh, <laughs> not, not the five gallon buckets. I'm riding that line tonight. <laughs> How
2: you doing, Logan? Appreciate you calling. You were at the you were at the party this year too, weren't you? Your... Yes, sir.
16: And uh, nice. starting start the, started the season off, and now we're ending it yeah. here with a call in. Yes. So, I uh, before I get to what I was going to say, I, I definitely just heard the end of what Shannon was saying there. And some of these players, man, who play with such heart, that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we're going to need in order to improve this defense, we need some better players, but. You have to trust this this coaching staff that they're going to put the best person on the field, and that the team knows that it's going to be about the competition, and uh, that's something to love for sure, because you know the guys they have right now have definitely bought in, and in that way deserve to be there. But they got to prove it next year. Over that, you know, as the team gets better, bringing in the more talent.
2: And Not only have yeah. they bought in, and I don't, and I'm sorry to jump in on you. Not only have they bought in. No, go. But from top to bottom. They've built a brotherhood, and it doesn't matter if you're Aiden Hutchinson or Jared Goff or you're in UDFA, Jerry Jacobs, or who you are on this team. You are part of the brotherhood. You go out there, you play, you develop, you improve. Will Harris, come in there, slam your slam your seatbelt gang at the end of the game and show everybody that we won and that you're happy to be there as a teammate. This team, and that's the thing, where they talk about family on three, right? This is a team. This is a family. This is a, a a group of people that truly, this is a special team. Like I think about the, the Dolphins team that gets together and, and does their toast every time somebody loses and they don't have the undefeated yeah. record. That kind of brotherhood is very, very much what I see in this locker room this year. They didn't win all their games. They didn't make the playoffs, but the connection that these guys have together, the coaching staff has, the families of the coaching staff. I'm just telling you, this is something really, really, really different. And it's not just different from the for the Lions. This is different within the NFL. It's really, really special. And this is like, it's going to change over next year. There's going to be some new people. There's going to be people that have to be let go. There's good people. They're gonna to have to be let go as this team grows and moves on, and that's gonna be, I think, the next test as to can they keep that together? That can they keep this this closeness and this and this love of each other as a team together as those things change and they and they grow and become that kind of a better team? But that's a heck of a lot easier test than can you be a team in the first place? So sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a, on a big tangent, but this is this team, this group of guys is, is there's something really, really special that's running through that locker room right now.
16: No, and that and kind of leads into what I've been thinking about for like the past two weeks, and, and ending the season this way solidifies it, is that the leadership these guys are going to show next year in that knowing that at the beginning of the year, you know, one more play in the Eagles game or the Seahawks game or the Vikings game, and they would have been in the postseason. And you hear the coaches say, oh, every play matters, every game matters. But do you really internalize that? Do you really buy into that? You know, or is it just coach week and you hear it and like, okay, yeah, we're going to play hard. Where these guys, whether, you know, whoever new comes on the team, the rookies, you know, from the first minute of the training camp, every single guy who's in this building is going to say, no, every second matters. And if we make one more play the entire year than we did last year, we're punching our ticket. And that's a different mindset. Like you can hear it from the coaches, but to feel it, to embody it, it's similar to, I think of, you know, what Hutch did between his junior year and his senior year at Michigan and knowing the difference between feeling, okay, well, we could have had that, but we didn't. And he had that leadership there in college. And now even these guys going into their second year next year are going to be feeling that. And I'm
7: excited for that.
2: As long as they keep that mentality. And this is, this is Sam, man, I hear it. He, he says it to his guys all the time.
7: I wanted some fucking pants, but I didn't have pants. Oh, this wait, is all that's I not, had in
2: my locker. I hit the wrong button. It doesn't
7: matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass.
2: <laughs> that's how you are at it. That's how you keep people in line. Yep. Say, man, tell me about beating their ass with one ass cheek and three toes.
3: <laughs> I, I I do think that there's an ass kicking mentality here. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of that plays into the kind of guys that they're drafting your Malcolm Rodriguez's, your Aiden Hutchinson's, your Josh Pascal's. These are all guys with permanent chips. I'm in Ross St. Brown, permanent chips. They are never going to rest on their laurels. They are never going to think that they can't get better. They are never going to not take teaching. Um, It's the culture is Dan Campbell, and I don't know how this team functions without it. I honestly, you know, the the draft picks and the free agents that have come here, everybody's bought in. And you actually, you know, during hard knocks, you would see other players on Twitter saying, oh, Dan Campbell's the kind of guy that I would love to play for. Back when I was playing, you know, this is the kind of guy. And I think that what that's going to do is that's going to bring free agents here that want to be a part of this that want to have fun while playing football while also playing hard. Yep. You're going to get undrafted free agents that are going to sign here over other places because they legitimately will have an opportunity to play. If they outplay other people, it's and, it's a literal win and you're in situation. If you're a player
2: and, and that and, matters. And, and hard knocks was the billboard for that. The, 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 we're, yep. this is what we're telling you. This is what we're going to say. And then they did it. All season long they did it. They did it when they were losing, and they did it when they're winning. And as a player, you look at that and you say, "You know what? I could be the difference in Detroit, and I can be the player, and I can earn that spot." That's that's what I think what what really means a lot to players. And I know you don't beat a, a, a you know you don't build a team in free agency. But free agency can be really really helpful. It can be really really helpful. And we're in a spot where players just might want to come here for other reasons than money and the biggest paycheck. And guys that are here, might just want to stay for something other than the biggest paycheck they can get. And I, I, I you know, I would love to pay every player the most you can pay them at every position, but you can't. And that's not how it works. And I think players understand that as well. But at the end of the at the end of the day, you make the money you make. And a million dollars, when you're paying chunky taxes on all that money, it's a lot of money. But in the scheme of all the, all of what you make, it maybe isn't as much. And I think players can make decisions. I say it, you know, it, with the full knowledge that people stay at uh, at jobs for less money because of who they work with what they're doing how much they love what they're doing they love their boss people don't quit jobs they quit their boss who, who hates their boss here in, in detroit right jamie collins well they quit him anyway uh you <laughs> people in detroit they're not quitting their boss and this is uh this is a big one so there we go all right we're rocking and rolling here uh appreciate all the likes please just gonna hit it really quick hit the like and subscribe button we do it once a show we ask you guys to do it it's free you're sitting here watching you're sitting here watching right now um go ahead and hit the like button. It's free and and and, and doesn't cost you anything. Subscribe button is even better because that helps us out. And I'm going to tell you the coverage that we will have this year at the senior bowl is unlike any coverage available anywhere in Detroit or that you're going to see. Sandman's going to be there. Colin Riz, Scott, me, we got five people going down there and we've got coverage like you have never seen before and live interviews, Live broadcasts. We're gonna have a couple other things I'm not gonna talk about now because I haven't shared it with the guys, but it's some pretty killer stuff. Get the subscription button hit Ooh. and get the, the bell notified because these things pop up. We get five ten minutes notice and we're gonna do an interview. That's it. That's that's just the way it is. Um, yeah, but senior, senior
3: Bowl week is crazy, so make sure that you guys are locked into us. Yes, because it's gonna be wild and crazy. Things are gonna be flying around, and uh, you know, take that Man. week off of work. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. And with
2: us and we're going to be pushing content there's probably going to be anywhere between 15 to 25 videos a day i was telling you there's going to be a ton of stuff it's 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 pretty cool so all right hit the like subscribe appreciate everyone who does that and uh it really does help us out that's our one little thing you do um saman <whistles> it's getting late i know you're tired do we want to color we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna blast off here buddy we gotta see if we get one or two more callers and call it a night okay let's
16: do it yeah thanks for a great
2: season y'all thank you man appreciate you calling in and being with us here talk to you soon there we go draft talk is going to be huge draft talk is is just going to be so so big and 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 it's like I'm trying to draw the line right we want to celebrate just going balls deep into the Packers and 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 forcing Aaron into retirement on a down note with tears and and holding uh a Cobb's hand as they walk each other down the tunnel oh it's beautiful it's beautiful we're going to love that today, tomorrow, we'll begin with the draft and we'll start a lot of that coverage. So get ready because we're going to be blasting you guys. Uh, yeah, off season, we do it every week, we do one show a week minimum, and there's gonna be a lot more content, we're probably going to have four to five days of content in the th- entire off season. So there you go. Uh, if you want to give us a call 248 we got them coming in. Okay, here we go. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? I was just going to ask you uh, how much you think Audrey Pleasant's had to drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to say was uh, my whole life of being a Detroit fan, everyone ragged on Ford for being a pad uh, owner. Yep. I think Sheila's kind of stepped up here a little bit. eh? Oh, 110%. Oh, yeah, Sheila has been. And, and let's talk about how clutch Sheila was coming out. I think it was right after one and six. And saying, "I believe yep. in this." Like at the hardest point of the season, she came out and she took the tip of the spear roll and took all the slings and the arrows from the fans and everybody was hating and the people saying Dan Canman, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell needs to go and 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 Goff isn't the guy and all that stuff. She came out and put her face after being booed last year. Remember when uh, Spielman was bringing, yep. being brought in the ring of honor? She went out there with a sack bigger than most of you and took all that <laughs> and, and 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 stood up there and said, we're heading in the right direction. And then the rest Believe of the, season the process. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the rest of the season happened after that. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheila Hamp is a superstar. And, and as owners, I just have to tell you, I'm pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yep. She's a lot better than Chris Yillich. <laughs> he's got his—he's got his downside. <laughs> hey, hey, go Lions! eh? yeah, all the hey, way. Go Lions. wild off season. This is going to be a great. It's
3: going to be exciting. It's going to be super exciting. Yeah, I, this off season is going to be so cool. It just—we are the—the the car is built. It's got tires. It's got an engine. Now we're adding spoilers. We're adding a cool paint job, you know. Spinners.
2: I want spinners.
3: Spinners.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember every other every other time they had the car on there? It was flying apart, and this time it was on the assembly line. My (laughs) wife mentioned that to me, and I was like, "You're right. the 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 story is different, right? The analogy here. They're even
3: hard knocks had the lines building cars. So,
2: yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Uh, Jerry Jacobs saying Harvard. I. Freaking died! It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> hey caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far?
1: Hi, my name's Quentin. I've uh, had quite a few. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> hey, Quentin.
1: So listen, I'm a uh, I'm an out of state fan. I'm in uh, I'm in the South Central PA area, so I'm right in between Steelers, Ravens, Eagles fans. Yeah, yeah. But uh. The big thing that I'm wondering, I hear all these Steelers fans saying, get rid of Tomlin. I'm hearing Ravens fans shit in their pants, wondering where's Lamar going to go. What do you think about us? Are we going to keep everybody?
3: (sighs) I hope so. I hope so. I think, I don't think this coaching staff is perfect by any stretch, but it's kind of perfect for itself. I don't know how else to describe that. I think everybody in this coaching staff fits together well. Yep. Even if there are some weaker links, uh, I think that it, it, it's hard to say. You know, I think Ben Johnson is 100% going to get interviewed for head coaching jobs this year. I don't know if he's going to get any. I think exactly. it would be kind of nuts for a team to hire somebody after one good year of calling plays. I but, think uh,
2: I think you're going to hear that he didn't get them, but I'm going to tell you he turned them down, um, and that lets everyone kind of save face and move on. Um, he's not going anywhere, and I, and I will tell you he is about one fourth of what that offense is. Right? He's 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 an important part. Don't don't get me wrong. But when they didn't know who was going to call plays, it's because any one of them can call plays. They build redundancy into the system because they know that anybody could get hired at any time. That's how they build it, and uh, the mm-hmm. redundancy and the ability to carry the stuff on is going to be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not worried. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think I think Ben,
1: I, I I think Ben Johnson is the one I'm most worried about because I I mean you look at the plays that. He's called just the 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 ballsy shit that he's done, you know mm-hmm. uh, so i think i think I think he's the one I'm most worried about, especially with all the the head coach i guess rumors at this point huh
2: yeah i it's all yeah. rumors and 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 look we we've heard how two years in a row that Vietnam was the guy that's gonna go uh gonna bounce right and and he didn't, and it's not because he's not good. It's because he and he knows, he and Andy Reid together are magic. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll go back to Hard Knocks. How much Ben Johnson did you see? Why was well, that? I, uh, does Does Ben Johnson like the I, cameras? Does he like getting in front of a bunch I hate of people? To say it, I, I didn't.
1: <laughs> I didn't watch enough of the Hard Knocks. You know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And I beat myself up every day, but. Yeah, you
3: know i'll answer the uh, question for you then Ben johnson was on exactly three times <laughs> <laughs> he saw zero camera
2: andy oh, 60 no. seconds again my brother <laughs> oh my god it's, nighttime. it's a long, long caller here this guy's this guy's gonna help you through i promise <laughs> <That gives laughs> the-
3: no i think i you know oh, i honestly i do i i think that ben johnson You know we'll have opportunities, but I think Chris is right for the most part in that Ben is a smart enough guy that he knows that he hasn't reached the pinnacle of anything yet. You know he was our tight ends coach last year. Um, You know like that's a pretty big leap. I mean anybody, you know, can can come out and be a head coach and have success if everything lines up. But I think Ben knows what he has here, and it's going to be a risky proposition for him to move too quickly.
1: So, I mean, that, I mean, that definitely gives me hope, but, uh, but like I said, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by, by Ravens fans, especially, and, and, you know, Lamar and, and his whole contract okay. thing, you, you know, are there any players that you're especially worried about us losing?
3: I'm, I'm worried about, we have a couple of free agents that, are interesting but i don't know how much they'll they'll cost so jamal williams is one of those guys i think that they need to bring him back Mm -hmm. uh sean elliott is another guy who i feel like is a locker room benefit not only did he play pretty good while he was here he also you know is a is a big outspoken guy that that leads this team um you know, DJ Chark. I think he might cost too much. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna be too worried about DJ Chark, especially with Jameson Williams coming up. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, you know the potential to draft another guy. And really, Khalif Raymond's our number two wide receiver anyway. So, and he's not going anywhere. I don't think. Um, I guess we'll see. I, I think a lot of these guys are gonna want to come back. And I think that depending on what kind of hometown discount they're willing to give that's a, a possibility i definitely think the lions aren't going to overpay for anybody that's not really
2: that's not thus yeah, far it's not brad's deal all right hey caller we're gonna let you go thanks for for helping out while i hit a hit a bounce for a moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey i appreciate you guys thank you for the optimism huh
2: yeah no appreciate you man this is uh we're finally getting there. This is this is a great time to be a Lions fan, and uh, we're going to ride the off season with a, a very pleasured look on our face. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. They don't stop. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Andy's he's just going to pull an all-nighter now, and he's going to hate me for it. Uh, hey,
15: this is Bernie. <coughs> I've had more than I should what would work, in and- a few
2: hours or so. <laughs> All right, brother. Let's, and, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna rock through this because we, we 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 gotta get to work in the morning. So if you could make your biggest point, and we'll we'll work with that. I think that's the best way to roll. <laughs> I think for the rest we of the you. <laughs> absolutely, I will skip
15: ahead to uh, part of why I've had too much is I had some during the Seahawks game, yeah. and I thought we thought some of the officiating that we're used to seeing the lines deal with. During that game, it might be the most wild thing I've ever seen where we ended up getting hosed a couple of times and we weren't even playing. And I like what Sheila's done as an owner, but one thing I would love to see her do this off season is use this as a launching point to launch some officiating reform for the league. Oh, God, yeah. Because this is getting ridiculous at a certain point. I don't know if you guys watched that game, but, I mean, even the announcers like, Sanchez does not like the Lions, and even he was out here saying that it was a joke. And that's something that we've yep. seen a few times over the years. So I could take this off the air. I know you guys are trying to get to bed, too. But at a certain <laughs> point, we should have been there. The Rams had that game won, yep. and they just got it taken away from them. And I feel bad for them.
2: I'll tell you, and, and, and I appreciate you. Thanks for working with us, brother. Um, the thing... It's just like what happened in the Packers game today. And this is why it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me so much. Because you have to beat the refs in the other games, too. And how do you beat them? You, had to beat, you should have beat the Seahawks. You should have made them punt just one time. <laughs> yep. Really, if you think back to that game, make the Seahawks punt once, and you win that game. That's what we should have done. That was it. And, 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 and it's a whole different outcome right now. It's on the Lions, and they have to own it. And as we've seen, the better you get as a team, the better you play against the refs, and the more things kind of go your way. And I am a, a, a real firm believer that I've seen the change. I've seen the difference. This isn't a picked-up flag in, in, in Dallas that a that, that team just collapsed afterward. This is a team that played through these items and won even despite them. And I think next year, again, after this kind of learning phase this year, and what they went the, through this year to get to where they did to just miss, and to, then to watch the Seahawks get blown out, <laughs> guarantee it. Um, it's fine. This is this is fine. This is what's going to make a better team in the long term than so many of the teams that have have rebuilt and popped and then gone away and started over again with the next rebuild, the next coach, the next whatever. This is a lot more long-term. And uh, you see it with with Holmes. You see it with the belief from Sheila, as we talked about. And you see it with how you know Dan and the rest of the coaches have built this team out. This isn't just a one-and-done. This isn't a we're grasping at anything we can get this year and hope for next year. We'll just see how it turns out. This is building a house, laying a foundation, putting up the – Uh, the framing right and 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 so on and building out and pretty soon you have your hvac team in there and it's nice and cool inside and you have your ping pong tables and everything else but we are we have more than just framing for a a long-term sort of a winning team this is great this is great And, and and this is built around jared goff today and i think you looking at how he's he is and at his age what is he 28 now he's cracked the 28 mark um you can get another four or five years out of this guy. And if he wants to stick around, and do Brady land, you can get a lot more. I mm-hmm. mean, you could, this could be pretty, pretty impressive. And if you look at the type of quarterback that Jared Goff is, I don't want to say he's easy to replace, but he's a heck of a lot easier than like a Lamar Jackson. If everything's built around Lamar or a, or a Mahomes kind of a player to find your guy to make the next step. And that's one of the things that I like about how we're building this team. Again, much like our coaching piece, we put these guys out and, hey, we build them up so that they can go get promoted somewhere else. But it's not, you know, to our detriment. It's not because we can't replace these people or find somebody or build up or grow with somebody a little bit different in the new place. I think it's top Mm -hmm. to bottom how this thing is. I love it. I love this kind of mentality and how they're doing it. Say, man, tell me, I'm I'm high.
3: No, I think I agree with you on almost all those points. I, th- you know, I, <laughs>
5: I know, <I'm> crazy. <laughs> no, I think, I think, Jared Goff is the guy, and I think Brad Holmes knows that, and I think that Brad Holmes has had
3: incredible drafts, and we can say without a shadow of a doubt now that this rookie class was the most impactful and arguably the best rookie class that the lions have ever had. Yeah. It was an insane rookie class. They set the record for most sacks by rookies this year because everybody they drafted contributed to that.
2: 19 and, half, 19 and a half, 19 sacks and sacks by a rookies, half. NFL record, Uh Hutch with 10 and a half, right? He was second on the lion's nine and list. A nine, well, nine and a half. Second on the lion's yeah. list. Either way, he won me money for the, for beating eight and a half. Uh, <laughs> Set the records. He's second in the Lions' records. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah,
3: I, I think. But the biggest thing that Brad Holmes did was bring Jared Goff in. As crazy as that sounds, as as many people that were, you know, and I, me included, were like, "Well, they had to take Jared Goff because otherwise the Rams couldn't afford to do this trade. Mm-hmm. They had to take Goff off their books." So we all thought Goff was going to be here for a year. Maybe two, and now he's and then he's gone, and that's what makes sense. But Goff, you know, one of the first things he said is, it's nice to be wanted when he came here. It's yeah. nice to be wanted. They wanted me here. And then Brad Holmes came out and said that Jared Goff being a part of this trade was a massive benefit to me, and one of the reasons I took this trade over the Carolina trade, for example. Yep. So, all the people that really lauded the Carolina potential trade over this one and said the Lions made a big mistake, I think that those people are all eating crow right now because you have to. Jared Goff played out of his mind. He played out of his mind. And I think Brad Holmes knew what Jared Goff had. And I think that, you know, he probably saw that, you know, Goff and McVeigh, their time was over together and it was never going to work, but that it could work somewhere else. And Jared Goff was the number one overall pick for a reason. And. Sometimes you just got to let people blossom.
2: He's the better Cal bear. I'll tell you that much. You saw it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Patriots game can't happen again, though. You know what? It can. And I'll tell you why. Because every great team has a shitty loss every season. It just happens. The Patriots do. The, the um Oh God! What was the 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 Patriots? I was going to say the Chiefs do, but the Patriots lost to the Chiefs like what it was like forty to like nine or something that year. They won the Super Bowl. It was like twenty fifteen, whatever, somewhere around there. Uh, and and Coach Belichick said, you know, I looked at the team after that, and I said, nah, they played to the end. They hadn't give they hadn't given up. We have something here, uh, and they turned around, and won the Super Bowl. Uh, teams that are good sometimes lose games they shouldn't. It happens and what i think is a one of the things we're going to have to get to as fans not only get used to winning which i think we're getting better at but then yep. getting used to losing once in a while even though you win a lot because that happens and and throw not throwing up your hands and saying the season's over oh my god we lost to a crappy team it happens man the freaking texans won today the houston texans won a game today how in the heck yep. right i mean it just happens and that's okay you can't you can't do more than two of those a year, but <laughs> those things happen. So um, I think the Patriots game this year and uh, the Cincinnati game last year, those are the kind of games where you just didn't show up. The Carolina game this year is another one. You just you just were mismatched, you didn't show up, your game plan was bad. You did you had a tough it was a bad game. Those happened. You get four or five. And the Lions the had away.
3: those. and the Lions had those against other teams. We did that to the Bears, we did that to the Jaguars. We are now in the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: We l- literally stomped the Jaguars. Yeah, and yep. you know now they're in the playoffs, and they looked good after the stomping.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there we go. The Detroit Lions walk out of Lambeau Field with a victory and a real victory, a team victory against the refs, against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers, potentially shut him out of the league, and hopefully. You know, we, we get all the benefits of that, uh, of him being gone, and that's, that, that, that true taking of the torch and moving to show the NFC North that we are number one. We saw it with the Vikings. We, we split with them, but there, we could have beat them twice. We could have swept the NFC North this year. We're a team that's ready to pounce on a Vikings team who barely, barely walked out with so many victories this year.
3: Super Fra- fluky season for them.
2: Fraudulent fraudulent um but this is us this is us and uh what a great end of the year what a great season what a great turnaround and what a w- great way to go um Sam man it's late it's almost two brother i appreciate you staying on and doing this i know you got to work in the morning too absolutely oh uh, man it was it was a gorgeous evening um i just want to say Everyone, thank you for following us and sticking with us all season. We've got you covered off in the offseason. Like I said, Senior Bowl, the draft we've got risen at the Combine. We've got so much stuff going on right now. Tons of great stuff coming up for you guys. It's the end of the the games. It's the end of the season. But. It's the building of the team that's going to start winning the playoffs next year. That starts tomorrow, and we'll be there. We'll be there from day one. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Especially in the offseason, it's the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. I am telling you, bar none, that little... Couple of bucks in the way it makes for a barrier for the trolls and makes a great place to go. Toss it in. Five bucks a month gets you access to the Slack chat. It is the most intelligent lions chat on the internet. Also follow us on Twitter at D E T Lions Podcast. D E T Lions Podcast and Sandman7773. 7773, Sandman7773. 7773. Also check out his YouTube channel because tonight you're gonna see some slow lights rolling up and you're going to love them. Uh, let's also give us a call on Skype Detroit Lions podcast all one word or call us in the Lions line at 248 8384 which is also 248 rub you fug <laughs> what else would it be? Be sure to go to Detroit subscribe to the podcast so we can. What do we do when you subscribe to the podcast?
3: Man we do a lot of things but the first thing we do is we come in your ears automatically.
2: Woof Ooh, it sounds so dirty. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. And thank you. I mean it from the very, very bottom of my heart. Thank you for riding the season with us. Ride or die, Lions, top to bottom. Sam, man, thank you, brother, for this year. It's been a great year. With you. I spent some great hours and times with you. I appreciate everything you've, you've sacrificed to hang out with us, knuckleheads. Um, thank you all. <laughs> Remember, we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection